Blog Talk Radio. Mozart, 
The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to front, but they medulla they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace, peace, peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Nevertheless Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue. All right, very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Nevertheless Radio. I'm going to open up the chat room now. It should be open any second now. All right. Everybody that joined us past Friday on past Friday's episode, which was State of Emergency, featuring Brother Desariak representing ISUPK Hebrew Israelites. Okay, if you missed that episode, you might want to check the archives out. Hi, right, family. One second, this chat should be open any second. And there it is. Chat room is open. Okay. As always, we ask that you update your statuses, send tweets out, uh, Instagram, all of the different modes of social networks. Let the family know that you're here rocking with the best. Okay. Going to be doing the same. Give me one second. Further ado, let me open up the line for my co-host. Call us from three four seven. Peace, 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 peace. Peace to the peace. family. Peace to the family. Peace to the family. Peace to you, brother Blue Pill. Uh, this is your brother Red Pill reporting live and direct. Indeed, we are home tonight. Yes, sir. Reporting live from the hundred twenty fifth Street. Uh, yeah, the event that our brother Sonetta and brother Sutek put together called Money Making Tuesday. You know, Money Making Tuesdays is uh, meant to address people with their economic with economic plans and solutions. But tonight we got our brother Shaka Atmos doing a big series on uh, decoding parts of Islam. Uh huh. 
We're in the building. You know what I mean? The family, it's not a packed house, but, you know, the family is out. Shout out to everybody that came out tonight. And Indeed. Indeed. Well, a lot of progress since Friday. Here we are Tuesday. Um, anything that you would like to speak about in regards to some of your experiences this past weekend in the streets of New York? Uh, I mean, I got back to New York Saturday. Saturday afternoon, I hit 125th Street. You know, we were out there all day. It was definitely a different kind of feeling, you know what I mean? I guess because Harlem Week was taking place on 135th Street, a very festive event where thousands upon thousands of people were converging, spending money, you know, friends, you know, seeing old friends, communicating, like the village was out there. So, but I decided to stay on 125th Street on that Saturday because of what was going on over Ferguson, figuring that, you know, I needed to be on 25th if anybody was coming through, you know what I mean, in case we needed to, you know, because you just have to be there sometimes. Anything is bound to happen, as you can see from, you know, uh, just those YouTube videos. But keep in mind that those are just one hour and sometimes 10 and 30-minute videos of, segments in a person's whole day. Like, what about the stuff that we don't catch on video? What about what we don't broadcast? Y'all should see y'all should see that footage. You know, the majority of those videos are just conversations. But um, you know, we had some in- interesting builds and whatnot. Definitely had some very, very interesting perspectives. We captured uh some of them on film. We did the same thing on Sunday when we went to Harlem Week. I was I got the set up, you know, the ancestors blessed me. I showed up, and there was an empty tent right there. You know, they was asking for a few hundred dollars, but there was an empty tent with a table just waiting for the guards. So, you know, we set it up, set up the small shop, you know, the uh, Kings County pop-up shop. And it was a beautiful Indeed. affair. Like, our people are loving the idea of being able to look like they're higher royals conscious selves and being in that uniform, being in uniformity, like the reaction that I got, the line, it was crazy. You feel me? Like it was very, it was a lot of love. And from people that you wouldn't necessarily expect to, you know, be on the frequency. You know what I'm saying? But family had some very interesting takes on what was going on in Ferguson. It was spoken about, you know, there's a very the 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 temper it's just it's weird in New York you know that the tension is just thick you know the tension is definitely thick uh, you know but we're focused on what's going on out there with our brothers and sisters in uh, St Louis I know I am you know I know I've been I've been following the stream I've been doing research you know I I, I came across some very interesting research. That we're we're going to be able to share tonight the connection between what you saw happening in Gaza at the hands of the Israeli Mossad and what you see happening not just in St. Louis because we have to keep in mind and it somewhat upsets me when I think about it because we're so monolithic we're we're so monogamous with our with our with the way that we mourn because yes this young man did lose his life in St. Louis. But it seems that the conversation stopped about Eric Gardner, another man who lost his life, losing a life, whether it's through a gunshot or a choke. It's the same thing. Or the brother in Kmart who lost his life. 
or the brother in L.A. Or, you know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> so what it showed me, though, is our people, though, because this thing is so biblical, like Tazariok said, we react to these elements, fire, blood, and chaos. That's an activating principle. That's how you get the party started. That's how you move forward. There has to be, there has, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the spark. That's what people react to. There was, they've been, there's been all kinds. Yo, they're covering this story on tech websites. All my Google updates, they're talking about Ferguson. This is like business websites, tech websites, entertainment websites, like entertainment, like Rolling Stones, and you know. So this one yeah. incident, when there are multiple of incidents happening, but this one incident when they did what? Burned the store down and just set it off and said, F that. Or when they, mo- you know, because mm-hmm. people have been protesting and marching a lot. In a lot of places. Yes, they but had. Yes, there was a lot of uh, solidarity across the world this entire weekend. What was taking place in Ferguson? A lot of people came out. Um, I had some incidents that I was exposed to out here in Los Angeles that I also will discuss at uh, some point in the show. But what I want to do, because again, like I said, the situation in Ferguson has progressed on the ground. All of us are only opinionated by what we see via news media, I can sit here and say, well, I was looking at it on live stream. You know what I'm saying? But that still, I'm still being presented a portion of what is actually going on, and that portion is still controlled by the people that are presenting it. You know what I'm saying? So what did capture my attention last week, and we spoke on it uh, on the show as well on Friday, is there's an unprecedented amount of sisters on the front line, you know, putting their thing down. Yep. And in the majority of the pictures that we see, regardless of whether brothers agree with it or not, it is what it is. And we're seeing our sisters in, um, you know, in, 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 in the state of yeah. protest, uh, in the state of yeah. distress, some, some in the state of distress, others in the state of, you know, this expression. You know, they're carrying the expression. They're wearing yes. it. You can see it on their face that our sisters need us. So yes, because and that's what's resonating. One... Yeah. That that has a global resonance, those images. And it's not just because they're in Ferguson. It's not a, a geographical thing. It's not because of, you know, it's not the geodetic sort of parallel line of the lays. No. This is what will happen in any other place that this happens. You're going to see the mothers, the women, standing up. Because I know because when the mother speaks, that's when everything comes to a halt. Yeah, I know injustice. Yes, when, you know what I mean? Like they know injustice when they see it. So when they stand up and dynamic, up. Yes. Indeed. Like really? I said, there's some very interesting dynamics that are taking place around the world, uh, you know, with the invocation of the mother goddess by way of, quote-unquote, Isis, you know, them dragging that uh, name and that deity through the mud with the sacred rituals that they're doing in the Middle East, quote-unquote, you know. And like I said as well, there's the pain and the anger that we're seeing by way of Ferguson. Now, one picture 
last week in particular went viral. It captured my attention. It hit me in my heart, hit me in my chest, made me sit down and ask myself, you know, what am I doing and can I do more? And that was a picture of a young lady with her head bandage. She was actually uh, still tweeting from the ambulance. And speculation was going around to say that she had got hit in her head or shot in her head even. Some people saying it was by the police, others saying it was by a drive-by, maybe instigated by the police. And that's the issue with what we're seeing. There's a lot of speculation attached to it. I have heard so many different versions of so many different stories in such a short amount of time, my head is spinning. You know what I'm saying? And as an investigative journalist, you want to keep up. And then you just... Some might, you know, people might be calling you and tell you to pull back. But you're like, nah, I got to get the story. I have to get it situated in my mind so I'm not going through this cognitive dissonance of bouncing back and forth. You just want to have the story right. And even with the initial story with our brother Mike Brown Jr. losing his life, you know, as we see, there's so many twists and turns with his story, so many different officers being implicated, so many um, angles and twists with with involvement with, with the Figarello and things of that nature. One minute I thought that he took it from the quick trip, and then the next minute it's another. You know what I mean? Like, can't get seen to get the story right. And that's where a lot of confusion comes into play. So what we did do is we reached out to the young lady who was featured in that in that, in that picture, a beautiful yeah. young lady by the name of Carissa Victoria. She's on the line right now. And um, I, I want to hear from her. She was very active from the beginning, and she's still active. She's right back at it. Uh, we need to hear, like I said, on Tuesday and Friday show, I want to hear from the women at this particular point. We're hearing a lot from the men. It's time to hear from the women and the children, okay? So we're going we to hear from the two. Yeah, we want to hear from the family. Everybody. We want to hear from the family collectively, you know? Yeah. And this is important. So I want to open up the line and go to caller from the 314, caller from the 314-600, I think, I believe this would be her. Peace, greetings. Or is this Rashad? Peace. Hello? This is Rashad. What up, family? This is Rashad. Okay. Let me go to 800, 314-800. Yeah, that's hello. Greetings. Yes, peace. Hey, how are you? Oh, this is Carissa? Yeah, this is Carissa. Yeah, okay. Welcome to Notarized Radio. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us on this evening. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I feel that um, you definitely have a story that needs to be told. And I don't see too many media outlets properly covering that story. And we would like to get an account of what's taking place through your eyes because, you know, from our understanding, you are there on the front line. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've been out here since Sunday. Uh, I've been arrested in the midst of all of this. it definitely takes a toll on you. And I was listening to the brother earlier about how, you know, Eric Gardner kind of like, oh, we didn't forget. Don't ever get it twisted. We never forgot. As a woman, I'm a mother. And as a mother, I'm a nurturer. And 
I mourn for every woman who has to say, okay, I lost my child today. And in the sense of, like, why Mike Brown's situation has escalated strongly because he was left out there in the middle of the street. Like, he was left in, left there for four and a half hours. And I don't know how many people are up to date or, or know much about Billie Holiday, but he was left out there like strange fruit. Yeah. He was there, and and he was there to say a symbolism of here. It can happen to you too. And that's why I think the passion behind it, and and the fact that you know it's overkill, you know it's murder, and I think it's the boiling point of we're sick and tired of it. And to see the women out here, we have brothers. Like I said, we have kids. We have all of this. And that's the strongest point to it. And and even my daughter's father was like, well, well, she needs a mother. Your daughter needs a mother, and I understand that. But I strongly feel that's why our men should be out here. And, and they're not as much. And I don't know why. But I think the passion behind a woman is that we're, we're automatic nurturers. Every child is our child. And and to be out here and have guns pointed at you and, and to be out here and hear the stories that everybody could write a book about this place for real. Because it's mm. it's everywhere. And and to know that I'm from St. Louis County, which Ferguson is a district in it. And on my car I have like justice for Mike John Mike Brown on my side. And I have, you know, no uh, no violence, just justice. And I have justice for every life taken. But I see people in, in more predominantly white districts of St. Louis County shaking their heads in disgust. Wow. And it's, still, it's not a racial thing. It isn't. It's more so people don't understand injustice versus justice, and and I don't think they want to see it. But I think St. Right. Louis has always yeah. been a, a passive city. We've always been a passive, a passive city. Something happened in St. Louis. We were like, ah, well, you know, uh, leave it up to the justice system. It's cool. But this time we were like, nah, you left that boy out there for four and a half hours. You you kept him out there just like they, they detained me for 13, 14 hours for nothing, for show. They left Mike Brown out there for show. And and I that's why I say justice for every life taken because I do talk about Ezel Ford and and I do talk about the young white boy who got it, who lost his life in uh, Utah, twenty years old because he had his earphones in. So I mean I, I it's not that we don't sympathize and we mourn in one at a time. No, as women we're out here mourning for everybody. And we know what it is. And to be out here and to see these cops undercover, knowing these cops are undercover, they're out here and people don't even want to believe us. Mm-hmm. I, so there's, seen, there's a lot of provocateurs you're saying in the crowd. Yes. These people are instigating and causing problems, correct? Yes, yes, I, exactly what I'm saying. And my thing is, too, when you throw a, a bottle top cocktail, it explodes. I've been out there on on, on West Florissant. 
I haven't seen an explosion yet. The only things that have been exploding are the tear gas coming from the officers. Right. So Yeah, I hear a lot about it in the media, but I've yet to necessarily see the impact of a Molotov cocktail. Exactly. There's no improper cocktail. Everybody knows regardless, you light it, it explodes. It doesn't just, oh, a little fire smoke. No, 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 no. But I've seen these undercover cops out here, and they're looking real nervous because I recognize them. I know who they are. And at first, I didn't want to say, oh, all cops are bad, which they aren't. I'm not going to put that out there, that all cops are just the devil, and they're out here to get us. No. But some of these cops, monetary value over their actual morals and values. And that bleeding blue is so is, is deep. I've had officers tell me, well, don't you know what self-defense is? That does not justify shooting a boy six times. They are trying to kill, and they are out here to kill. I don't know what's the other right. side do you, but... Do you see the situation out there progressively getting worse? Is there is there an ebb and a flow of the energy of how it's going? The energy is is different. I mean, right now we're told not to be Americans on American and American soil. We can't stand on the three blocks that they give us on West Florissant and protest. You have to keep walking like a hamster in a little ball. So, like yesterday, I took it up. I took it up a couple of blocks and protested by myself because nobody's going up there. The officers are not bothering you up there. They bother you on this little secluded area and play target practice with all of us. Just real quick, I wanted to jump in. I'm driving past where the newest incident has happened. Um, Bloom, like I was telling you, in my old neighborhood, right around the corner from my mother's house. And it's like people are starting to get together and protest over here now, North St. Louis. So. Okay, so this is the incident earlier where the uh, young yeah. man was, was gunned down by the police? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was mentally yeah. ill, and they shot him to kill. They did not subdue him. They shot him to kill him. Right. Yes, and like I, he, and he I, came as a threat. And I was just going to uh, just say, like I was talking to uh, Carissa earlier, and this is a true story, you know, with me growing up probably like seven, eight years ago, you know, over the neighborhood is called Baden, and it's actually St. Louis City, and it's like literally a rock's throw away from Ferguson. And um, But they're city cops, and one day we were all just like out doing whatever, and we were around some cops just running their miles as usual. And it was a brother, black cop, basically just talking about when it comes to putting y'all, keyword y'all, down, we're trained to put three in your chest, two in your back. So this dude just said this, like, that wasn't just crazy to say. And, you know, I know a lot of people are talking about, oh, you know, they're supposed to hit you in the legs to put you down. And I don't even think back then tasers was like, you know, even in the picture. But it's just crazy to hear that. And then me hearing this situation, I'm like, damn. You know, I actually heard a cop in this neighborhood say that that's what they're supposed to do if they feel threatened is to put you down like kill you not you know just subdue you you know mm-hmm. so it's wild 
Now, in, in regards to the, uh, the progression of the protests, you know, the families out there, they're looking for justice. Family is going to come in what form? And the uh, formal charging of this particular officer? Um, I would say so. Right now, our biggest fight, though, here in St. Louis is a prosecuting attorney in the case. Uh, his name is Robert McCullough. Robert McCullough is considered a conflict of interest as well because um, Bob's father was a police officer, and his um, his father died at the hands of a black male who shot him while he was on duty. So with that, anything, any case dealing with a cop killing of a black male in St. Louis, cops get off. Same, right. Like automatically. based on the prosecutor, right. Right. Like and, um, so if this particular case was to be moved, if there was a precedent to do that, where necessarily, uh, you know, would the family be looking at to say, okay, that would be somewhere where we would get a quote-unquote fair trial? Uh, this moment, I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you because this case, I mean, you got to think, even in New York, it, it, you deal with, with cop killings all the time, and none of them get convicted. So it's like at this point, I mean, everybody's for the cops. And in LAPD, never get convicted. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. So there are no incidents, like none whatsoever, of any violence against the police ever since since eight days, like... There was, there's no yeah. cop getting shot. No, there's no cop getting shot. I mean, I will say when it first went down and and we realized no answers were being given, yes, I've seen cop cars flipped over. Oh, yeah. But that's when they called in the, the resources and said, oh, wait a minute. And that's when they said we can't just do this with our cop cars because they are flipping us over. Oh, okay. um, but at this moment, if, as far as justice being served, that would be best for them. I'm just saying in, in regards to people are getting frustrated. And frustration of, only builds. Yes, there's, there's the a lot anger. of uh, black-on-black violence in St. Louis historically, right? I mean, it, it has been, but I've noticed mm-hmm. that it's actually calmed down since this incident. And that's what, what I tell Every brother that I see out here, young and old, you know, we have to remember it's justice for Mike Brown, and it's also justice for every life taken. So remember when yeah. you pull that trigger, if that bullet is hitting a brother, a, a, a sister, whatever, you remember that's justice for every life taken. So you better go ahead and lock yourself up and, and tell them you're guilty. And I'm not saying a life for a life, and, and that's sometimes how people take that. It's as if if this man is convicted for murder and he gets life, Everybody will be good, but it won't stop. That's what they need to understand, too. The revolution has only begun. Exactly. And it's not about to just let us sit here and do all this and tear up the city for nothing. No, these these folks are tearing up the city for a reason. Oh, no, I, I feel that, you know, I, I look at the glass half empty rather right. than, you know, I feel like this is an excellent uh, networking event. You know, this is a way for our people to get stronger. 
to people right. who may have never woken up, never who would never have realized that this is not what they think it is. This will wake them up, and this will also show what you just said. And you, you should be saying that the numbers are reflecting it. Say, wait a minute, hold on. We got a natural enemy. Are you not my? Yo, I don't got no problem with you. Man. I'll give you those two hundred dollars back for your, your sneakers. Or whatever. I'm not just right. You feel me? Let's just move on with this, man. And it's making I'm right. seeing solidarity, and we work better under pressure. I'm just sorry to say. Oh yes. But you know, we 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 we're pieces of coal that we you know we're, we're turning into diamonds, and it's going to be situations like this that are going to wake people's eyes up. And when exactly. I, I can imagine what St. Louis is going to look like when the Sarah Suit and Study returns to do its follow-up lecture out there, when the Umar returns to do its follow-up, when the Red and the Blue returns to St. Louis, when the South, you know, so your, your city right is, is actually getting stronger. Right. Your city I'll is believe. actually becoming stronger. And, and, and the spirit that you have in St. Louis. Hold on, hold on, let's just the talk. I'm sorry, my bad. Oh no! I mean, I'm I'm saying I see it. I agree with that. And when it comes to our city, I feel like yeah, there's a lot of women out here. Like I said, and we we discussed that, and everybody's kind of questioned like, dang, why are there a lot of women out here? But the women, when it's all said and done, we're we're natural born protectors and nurturers. And yes, our men are out there to protect us. But we also feel like, hey, you keep gunning down our brothers, we our race is gone. Yeah. And like I was telling Rashad earlier, you kill off the brothers, what are our race what do we have to turn to as a race? As females, where do we have to reproduce? Who who do we go to? Yeah. Our culture is gonna be limited if you keep killing them all. And mm-hmm. I'm just noticing that even right now, I'm my car is parked, but I'm out here in a protest in front of the police department, and like people just march down the street, and it's automatic. Like we we deserve as a community, we deserve this. We deserve to unite. We deserve to to get this, and we deserve justice. But I mean, they don't understand. Yes, we can do our protests and we can do our our marches. But like I said, the revolution has yet to begin. Like this is this is only the beginning. This is the foundation of it. And as you said, it's a networking thing because I've met with people that yeah, we cool, we Facebook, we we Instagram family. That's what as people call it. But now it's like we've built that to where if I see you off of Instagram, hey, I love you, King. Hey, I love you, Queen. It, it's simple as that. It's gods and goddesses out there. And what we're encouraging everybody to do. Squash the negativity. Squash any bad thoughts you have in your head. Because that's going to help us. That's going to help us grow. And, like, I got a lot of young sisters that come to my store that, that when they come after school, there's a little girl who comes and she's like, well, Miss Carissa, I, I wish I could be lighter. I'm like, why? She's like, but I want to be light like your daughter. I'm like, why? Because I don't like my skin color. I'm like, no, nah, you can't think like that. And it, it, this is the, the mindset that a lot of our children have, and that's my part of the revolution, is to change that part. Change that part that's in our right. kids for these negative thoughts. Yes. And they won't grow up hating themselves. They won't grow up thinking that this is the way life is, that they can't walk down the street without getting shot at by police. 
And I, I had somebody tell me earlier, like, oh, well, you got to respect authority. Nah, I'm sorry. If a cop tells me to get the F out the street, hey, you got to back it up with what? Why? And, I mean, people are like, well, as a woman, you need to. Nah, as a woman, I have just as right, just as much right to question what authority is, is telling me and what they're saying to me. That public servant who you pay their, you pay their salary. So you exactly. you could walk in your streets. Those are public servants, according to the Constitution. Right. You have a right to question them, as they will tell you if they give you an um, if they give you an order as a citizen, you have a right to question their authority. That that is right. Now you know we we for those of us at home and we're looking at TV to get an idea of what's taking place on the ground. You know, some people might be looking at cable news and they might get a, be getting a very skewed uh, perspective of, of what's going on. Then some people might turn the TV on and see Al Sharpton, you know, and some people have a natural aversion towards seeing him being involved with any of these incidents. What was his reception on the ground? How did the family in Ferguson feel when they saw him? Did he interact and interface with the protesters at all? Was that real? Al, was that a Al is Al. I mean, <laughs> and even Jesse Jackson was here. Um, I think Al he has some points, and had one his point. One of his points that he made got me arrested. I'm gonna put it on him because he said, you know, when I was, he was talking about being younger and roaches coming out when you you know turn the lights off, and when they scatter the lights are on. When the, uh, when the lights are on And I was like that makes a perfectly good point So when I got arrested Everybody was like oh they're going to tear gas you They're going to shoot at you oh my gosh And I said no the lights are on It's daylight Everybody's out here watching You're not going to do it right now But when it's dark When I'm the same person standing here You're going to tear gas the heck out of me And I took that and ran with it Because I was like nah They don't do this stuff that they do in dark Because they're cowards and, and and Al can say he's not a drive-by activist, but at the end of the day, he's a business. Reverend Al Sharpton is a business. Jesse Jackson is a business. I I was on a march, and I was on a march, and I just aimlessly went on this march. I saw people march. I was like, all right, let me go. Because it's from Canfield to I don't know where. So we, walked, we marched from Canfield to a church around the corner. And that is cool. But all of a sudden, Jesse Jackson appeared. And I'm like, what? where did he appear from? He did not march with us. And people were like, yeah, he was in the, in the front. I said, no, no, he wasn't. He jumped in the van and drove to our meeting place. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that, that's, that's cool. And so they get us back here, and we're like, yeah, we did this march. And Jesse starts praying. But I'm like, all right, cool. By all means, do what you do. But then he goes on to say, who has a donation? But I'm like, why would you ask for donations? And then you say, oh, it's for the church for opening up their doors. Huh? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was no like drink. it wasn't for family. It wasn't for anything. But I personally took my donations to where Miss McSpade and uh, Michael Brown's mother works. So I took my condolences and my donations to her there. But he straight asked, and then he said, now, now raise your hand if you got a $100 donation. 
No, he. And everybody. Oh, come on. I, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Like, I could not make this stuff up. And everybody stopped, like, er? Like, one of them paused. Wait a minute. Right. He's supposed to be there handing out food and, and, and mm-hmm. provisions and everything of that particular nature, strengthening the family, getting care packages to the front line. He's asking for donations? Nah, yeah. The niggas be like, taking down corporations? Exactly. And what I'm wow. saying is Al, Al and Jesse are, are, are retired activists. They have made this, like I said, they're a business. They don't do this without monetary value being somewhere connected to it. And for me, like the only reason I took a picture of them, don't get me twisted. Okay, yes, I took a picture with them because – my mom was like, oh, you took a picture with him when you were a baby in Little Rock. I said, okay, I don't remember that. But she was like, take another one so we can put it together. I said, okay, for you, so you leave me alone. But did I want to? Did I end up posting it on Facebook? No, because I was kind of ashamed. Like, I just took a picture with this old man in a suit. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say nothing bad. Okay. Al old man in a shiny suit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Al... I, I can't, I just, I'm I'm over it. I mean, I'm more in contact with people and, and, got, and trying to get in contact to Angela Davis. Like, those are my activists. Those are the ones I am inspired. Uh, Asada Shakur, like, those, those are my goddesses that I just, I realize their revolution, their part in the revolution was deep. And I want to know why Angela stepped, you know, stepped down and, and became a professor, and I'm, I'm in the works of finding that out. So these are my goddesses that, that I look up and I'm inspired by, I am inspired by. And some of the practices of Malcolm X, people are like, well, why wouldn't you say Martin Luther King Jr.? I say Malcolm X because he didn't care for the fact that, that Martin Luther King had kids and women out here getting, you know, hit by billy clubs, getting hosed, getting dogs sent on them. And that's where his protection of the woman came in, of Malcolm X. It was strictly for his men coming out here in suits and showing you we got this. But it is these new these these folks that just stuck around and stuck on the back burner. They they Jesse and, and Al are the back burner activists. Those are the ones that I'm gonna do a little, but not too much. I'm gonna do a little to show a little change but not too much that I upset too many people. Mm. Right. Because if you upset too many people, you upset your pockets. Your pockets don't get paid if you upset people. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. What I, I, um, yes. I also would like to know, I've asked Rashad and I asked you, especially because you do have a younger daughter, what are the sentiments of the children of Ferguson? What are the youngsters saying? What are their feelings about this? How are they filtering all of these things that they're seeing? Well, I actually, like, some of the days of me protesting and being out here, some of the days I don't protest. Sometimes I go to Canfield and um, and talk to some of the witnesses and talk to some of the people out there. And one of the witnesses was a 16-year-old boy. And I talked to his father yesterday. I said, how your son doing? He was like, he's in shock because he's like, I can walk down the street, Daddy, and get shot. Like, that's their idea is, like, 
and I'm getting shot by the people we're supposed to apparently respect. And I'm scared because some of these young kids, are out, that's how they feel. Some of them are nervous. Some of these schools are still closed in the Ferguson area. Uh, the kids are just, they're in shock because they're missing out on school. Uh, I'm trying to talk to superintendents. I'm trying to do supplies, school supplies, uh, drive so they don't have to worry about that. And it's a lot of pressure. It's pressure on parents. It's pressure on kids. My daughter Recognizes yeah. me. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of background noise coming from somebody's phone. Hello? Yeah, hello? Yeah, is um, that your phone? Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm, I'm not nah, good. Not me. Uh, okay. But, uh, Red, is that wait. you? I'm not sure, but I'm going to put my phone on mute. All right, please do. But um Yes, please continue. As as the kids they just look displaced, like we don't know where to go. And it doesn't help build the connection and trust of police officers with kids because they feel like, Man, I'm black and I can get shot or man, I'm just you know, a kid and I can get shot. They don't understand it. Um, I explain to my daughter, people say I talk to her too uh, much of an adult, but my daughter still has her innocence in life. And she's, she's nine. She's a beautiful nine-year-old. She still plays with dolls. I appreciate that. She's still a child. But I yeah. tell her real from fake. I tell her that, you know, when somebody convicts a murder, you, you're needed to be, you need to be convicted. And I explain to her the circumstances of, Mike Brown, and because he is a black male, and I, I told her about her uncle. Her uncle was maced and, and a victim of police brutality because they said he used excessive force. And then they tried to say he fit the description of a panhandler, but the panhandler that they actually were looking for was older and handicapped. My brother's walking around on his legs, and he's headed to work. So you could tell these kids just really, some of them understand it, but... I don't think every parent is really explaining it. And it's the same thing as kids back in the civil rights movement. Not every kid was explained why they are out here, why this is so important. And I told my daughter's father, you know, even though his son is three-fourths white, it doesn't matter. He's a male in this world. And me and y'all have it hard. And I understand that. And, And I would explain to that, to every person, and that's why I explain it to these little girls. They're like, oh, I can't stand that little boy. No, he has it hard. That's why sometimes women do cater to men more so in families. Like my, my, grandmother, my grandmother caters to my brother a lot more than me because he's a male and she feels sorry for him. And I never understood that growing up, and I wish they would have explained that to me. And that's what I explain to these kids. You can't just sugarcoat it. And a lot of parents I don't think are – Telling them what this is about But I hope I would hope they would Um, I kind of I'm looking at kids Out here now And I wish they would not Be out here though Because We've already had Two kids have To be treated For tear gas 
and I'm just you said you had, I understand. You already had huh. what now? Repeat that please. There were already two now? kids. There were already there were already two kids uh, in the midst of needing to be uh, treated for tear gas in the last couple of days. Oh, treated for tear gas. Yeah, and yeah. it's just dangerous out here, and people are bringing their kids out here, and I don't know what the circumstances are at home, but I would rather. If I didn't have the support at home to say, okay, Mom, I got to do this, you know, my part in, in this, this revolution. is I have to do this because I don't need to see this anymore. And my mother supports it 100%, and she says, okay. Not everybody has that situation. Not everybody has a support system. That's the same, that same support system got me through college. That same support system has me going and working through my master's, and that's what I have, and I know everybody's not fortunate enough to have that, but I'm, I'm telling all the parents out there, just stop bringing these kids out here, for real, because I don't know what I would do if one of them got hurt. I mean, we've already lost, like, Brown, who was a kid himself, so I just, I, I just think the kids right now... I think back to your original question, like the, the kids are displaced. They don't know where to go. So how can you feel protected on American soil and you aren't protected? Well, really I, um, yes. I definitely, you know, first and foremost want to give you a major salute for your efforts, your dedication, especially for the time that you took out, the consideration that you took out for us this evening, you know, to spread your message, for us to hear your voice, you know, and get to know you. And, uh, you know, you're now, part, you know, officially part of the family here over at Know the Ledge. If you ever need a platform to be heard, you know, or if you meet others out there, they need to express themselves, this platform is open because there's going to be a lot of that, like you said, the fact that everyone can write a book, the fact that everyone is downloading this information into their psyche right now by witnessing things, overhearing things, and just their own minds, you know, running places, they're going to, they're going to need an outlet. They're going to need a form of expression so they don't bottle it up and explode. Right. Okay. So, and that, that's real, yeah, that's so real. Hmm. Yes. Now, we, we have ahead. to build that bridge, you know, for those that are actively participating and are seeing these things, and you know it to be real. Some people are still at home wrestling with it. You understand? Right. They still got options. They still got 499 other channels that they can turn to and they feel like they can get away with it, they're still doing the ice bucket challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. So, right. it's, 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 you know, it's still somewhat convenient for people that are not in the fire, you know what I'm saying. They don't feel the heat on their toes yet. But for those people and for others that are awake and do want to reach out and offer their support, like I said, we need to be able to build that bridge while these channels of communications are still open. But like you said, I don't think that this is the culmination or, you know, this is the beginning of something a lot greater and a lot more expansive. You know what I'm saying? These people clearly 
have a plan and they have an agenda, you know, because if we're just we're from the outside looking in and we just use just a rational piece of our mind, we're looking at something that involves a level of cover-up, you know, that, that goes beyond just the Ferguson Police Department. You know, if you are, if Eric Holder sends in the feds to help with an investigation, first and foremost, and the president makes an address to the nation, you're going to address the nation about an issue without an officer's name being on the table, and then you're going to have a police chief perjure himself in the entire police department by releasing false video and making false accusations. The, the entire police department should be removed. None of those cops should be on duty at this particular point. And the government should be able to come in and take over and regulate the situation because none of those officers are set by all participating in a lie and a cover-up that the whole world witnessed. Why are they still on the street with a gun and a badge? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so obviously like we're looking at something, yeah. I'm saying like a lot of them seem like they need to be because a lot of them have seemed to work over and have served toward in Iraq. Um, I've encountered that a few times when especially being locked up and being told like, oh, yeah, shut up, I've I've, uh, served three tours in Iraq. Okay, maybe you need to get checked out. And that's what I'm noticing. Some of them have probably been over there who could not take that. I mean, I had a, a great uncle who was a 17-year-old Vietnam War vet, 17 years of photojournalism, of taking pictures of all these bodies and everything he saw. He could not handle it. And for some of them, I believe they're behind that gun, and they see Iraq. They see kill. They say, you are the enemy, and that's that. And this yeah, that's it. They're program killers, and if you put them in military vehicles and, you know, you already have the level they've been raised in the propaganda their entire life to devalue, you know what I'm saying, black life, period. So mm-hmm. the elements are all there. You know, what is there to stop them? What's there? Because they're killers, so they got to operate off a trigger. We don't know what that trigger is. Mm-hmm. Trigger could be anything. So that's just putting people in harm's way, you know, effectively the chickens have come home to roost. And for my people that like chicken, there ain't nothing to be happy about, you know what I'm saying, because you're dealing with uh, people that were in the service, dealing with a high level of psychotropes. They were addicted to um, pills in order to undergo and continue what they were doing in order to deal with things that they were seeing and in order to deal with the duties that they were um you know, assigned at the 16 to 20 hour days and shit like that. They had to pop those pills. So they're still addicted. They still got them pills. They, you know, their psych is somewhat still, you know, is off. And now they come home and they get these automatic positions. Pentagon has provided these police departments with militarized vehicles as part of their surplus plan. Now here we are. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, we got a lot of soul-searching to do as a country, as a people. We have a lot of decisions to make at this particular time. I want to tell you that, you know, uh, we're standing in solidarity with our brothers and our sisters out in Ferguson, as well as abroad. Like my brother said earlier, 
this is a situation is just not relegated to the streets of Ferguson, but our brothers and our sisters are being uh, killed and assaulted nationwide and global. We stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters in Gaza. We stand in solidarity, you know, with the family that's dying out in Syria and everywhere else that unnecessary violence and conflict is taking place. Out of this with a new understanding about the value of life, and we've missed the point. So I definitely, definitely want to say thank you for taking your time out this evening to educate our audience and the masters about what's taking place on the front line of Ferguson. Thank you for having me very much. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And my brother Rashad. What up, what up? What's up? That, uh, you know, yeah. Thank you again for joining us. I'll bring the information to us direct. We want you both to remain, uh, you know, safe as possible. And, um, you know, continue to encourage the family that's out there catalog and get their story out as well, you know what I'm saying, journal their story, you know, their testimony and their story is going to make all the difference. Because you also have a battalion, fresh-faced European journalists that are out there just to cut their teeth, and they're going to tell the version of stories from their perspective. And there are, there are cultural differences that you can see just with them covering the footage, just with them covering you know what I'm saying, the situation. I'm looking at them on live stream, and it's just things that they just don't get. So they're not going to be able to necessarily tell the story the way that it needs to be told. Right. You know, just based on those differences. So we're going to need to hear from the people. All right? No doubt. Indeed. We salute you both. Brother Red, is there anything that you would want to add on? I just want to send them strength, love, and light, you know what I mean, and just uh, let them know that we're there, you know. Much appreciation. There. And the family is coming down there in droves already. So, you know, we're here. If we got to be there, we'll be there, but we're here, and we're sending the energy, we're sending the light, anything that's needed. We have no alleged. We're on Facebook. We, You know, we could be reached, and we'll let that, we'll put that out to all of the networks and do whatever we have to do. That's why we keep checking in to make sure, you know, the family is good. But we just, you know, we send it right. Appreciate you. Yeah, you know, send it right. Indeed. All right. Salute. All right. Peace. Peace out. Peace out. Yes, indeed, family. Thanks for journeying with us to uh, part one of tonight's presentation. That was definitely powerful and much needed. I'm going to have to give them their obligatory bomb. Family, we are here tonight 
for a powerful, powerful episode. You know, you've already seen the beginning of that powerful uh, present. Uh, part one of this powerful presentation has been presented, of course, and we're going to get into tonight's lecture, which is Black Pentagrams featuring our brother, the rabbi himself, A.A. Rashid. So let me get into tonight's description. Join Nobelette's radio as we return with another explosive episode. The Kabbalah God, A.A. Rashid, will be returning to the program with a poignant message. Tonight's discussion will focus on exploring how ignorance stops us from dominating the physical world because of a Christian-induced fear of geometry. We shall show how your language is numbers, and with numbers, your psychology creates a king in your kingdom. Okay, family? So with no further ado, I want to go to our guest for this evening. I believe this is our guest here. Call from the 347-347-393. Is this our guest? Peace. Call from the 393. Yeah, peace. peace, brother. Peace, brother. This is uh, Brother Ty. I'm just uh, oh, observing Ty. right now. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll put your phone back on mute. Brother Red. Brother Red. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Can you call Rashid on your three-way? I'm going to go into a song real quick in the meantime. Yeah, going to right. my body. Yeah. Going to what? Going to one of my joints. All right, what's the title oh, of one of your joints? God saves. Oh, All God. right, shout out to my brother Amun Ra and um, Ghetto Shaman. We was on Amun Ra's show on Sunday. Very interesting show. Uh, oh, yeah, check that out. Family, you got to check that out in his archives. He did a show with us, yeah, and we've never yeah. even been on this show. Absolutely. That was a yeah, legendary show. And yeah, that was some real-life elements that played out on that show. It definitely was, uh, you know, evidence to us. So definitely want to check that out. We're going to post it on the networks. All right, I'm going to go into this lecture real quick. Uh, Tays featuring Amurah, getting time in the Red Pillar, and we will be right back. What it do? You got that sacred herb, yo? Alright. <laughs> we back. Royal Immortals. Sacred stage. Yeah, I've been listening, man. What they talking about? I've been watching, yo. <laughs> what you saying? You catch funny to me, man. I guess we gotta reiterate it. Yo, shaman, check it, yo. Yo. You 3D Negroes don't have a clue. clue. I've been blessing these mics before 92. True. Lyrically, I'm God. Who the fuck is you? True, with all that savage talk and your demonic crew. crew. Mislead now you with that bullshit you do. do. It's the moon ride, the black doctor who. Now shit on tracks like I'm drinking prune juice. <laughs> from the booth that breaking mental chains loose. Luke, I take it from the beginning so you know your story. Yeah. The crackers moved in and stole all your glory. They destroyed your culture and stole your land. Hate-dwelling vultures, they hate your hand. hand They dying out, so now they need the human They got to make in if they want to expand Band. So they create shows like Scandal, Scandal. Causing our goddesses to lust after animals What the fuck? Shit is a joke Yeah Heavenly Father, forgive them, they have sinned 
They just wanna be black magicians No weapons should prosper, I'm the shaman Master key maker of the talisman I've seen the best of friends become the foulest men Who am I to judge them? I'm just protecting Myself from certain dangers that's prophesizing When you catch them pearls, they trample on them But I still drop jewels, cheat the rules, raise fools Wave my wand like nunchucks on these dudes Why you wanna box? My magic is karate Mixed with Tai Chi, Chi, Gong and Pilates Precision with precision, body after body I'm in the underworld, spiritual John Gotti My mom wet day, I got some skulls on them when I sip tequila, my warriors run on them Spiritual but gangster guns and swords on them I tried to tell you, man, you should have forewarned them You see, they really scared of the dark side Which is the pathway to the light far side Keep blocking blessings while she passing you by You think it's all game, I'm really that guy <laughs> Contractual agreements finding me, reminding me On the 18th, they ended the dynasty Went from Mr. T on the 18, ornaments adorn with gold To the state greens, in the dorm with some dormant souls Look closely, you can see your auras All colors of the spectrum, Theodora Solid gold eight stands for the Hermes Fish scales on the belt, little mermaid Call them venom, all black Gucci denim And I'm in them, your highness be adorned in the finest things Designer from the 18th dynasty Canary yellow diamond rings, belts from Orion Melted the iron, shook the pillars of the matrix and they felt it and dying. Niggas, they be dying without the help for the Mayans. Meanwhile, we build the pyramids without the help for the giants. Birds, they be flying and my niggas pitching without the help of Orion. Dolan, that is. Picture me rolling, that is. All of my visits have been metaphysics. When they cross the pond, just to toss a bomb, surface the air. Our purpose is clear, the hearse is there. Yo, 
Um, shout out to the sister and the brother who was talking about the situation going down in St. Louis. It would be um, it would be a, a committed violence against you know etiquette to not you know talk again and readdress it from the perspective where I'm at. And there's a there's a uh, it's a lot going on in Los Angeles right now that has not made the news. They, they, they purposely Absolutely. have not put on the news. Can you talk into the phone a little bit? Talk into the phone a little better so you can come out clearer. Down or pointing towards you? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. So can you hear me, King? Yeah. Yeah. It's not that clear, though. Is better. If you could get it a little bit clearer, uh, audio wise, it'll it'll be better. All right, I got you. I got you. So, the um, can you hear me a little bit until I make my my transition? So this is what I'm gonna do. Okay. So I'm going to be hitting you from another jack, but people don't know what's going on in L.A. L.A. is popping right now, and that ain't make national news because they don't want to uh, offset what it is that they intend to do, I guess, because anytime media picks up stories like this, I was trying to put the best picture on it, but, I, I you know, us, you know, we've grown. We've been seeing the same, you know, uh, uh, events occur for quite some time without the news blowing it up to this proportion. But every now and then they follow a story and really push it, you know. And this is one of those stories. So you can. That's me calling from the eight one eight. This is a better number. It's a better line. You know, All right. Let me open up this line. Eight one eight. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, that's clear. Yeah, All right, that's what it is. So, you know, a lot of people don't know what's going on in California right now in regards to, you know, brothers who had just got finished putting some twerk in, you know, with the pigs, right, and, um, you know, meeting them where they at, you know. And three brothers, you know, it was a random traffic stop and three brothers just wasn't feeling like that that day, you heard? And this is, what, two days ago, you know? So they they um, they let the boys have it, you, you understand? And it was like at three locations. They didn't stop. They just kept going. They kept trying to, you know, chase them. They killed one brother and caught one, and another one is at large. But I didn't see this make national news because, the sentiments in the streets is that they connecting it to the events in St. Louis and other places in the country. That's the general sentiment of the people in the street. So it shows you whether or not the situation was connected. The media is is, is extremely complicit in the, the emotional response and as well as the uh, – the people, you know, on the ground. And then I, when I look, and we, you know how we do, we metaphysicians and pulse takers of culture, and when I see films like The Anchorman 2 and I see the dialogue and I see the direction 
I see a black woman taking charge. I see uh, I see uh, assimilation, racial assimilation, and then I see Will Farrell make a joke about a slain civil rights leader. So now I know that this is a very interesting uh, presidency. Uh, we haven't had a presidency like this in quite some time, and when I say quite some time, before they start numbering the presidents, they are calling this one the first black one. So it segues, you know, excellently in what we're going to speak about this evening in regards to what, you know, black means colloquially in the psychology. And I'm not, I'm not going to be harping on no more stuff and, and trying to tell people they're not black. I'm not with that. It's too late. We black. You hear? That's, that's it. And um, I'm not going against that. And I know what it means. I understand the uh, the colloquialisms associated with it. I know what it means culturally right. and otherwise. However, what it means spiritually and as far as the archetypes are concerned, about it, who turns the, the, the channels on time, it says time clock as far as what occurs, this is a uh, predestined plan to always assassinate blackness, in particular black male uh, 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 attitude, black male persona, uh, strength, uh, and otherwise at critical points in changes in social upheaval. So we're about to have a real serious change, a, a very serious one psychologically and emotionally all throughout the planet when the pre- presidency is no longer here. So we we playing a game of chess. This is a game of out-game. they got to out-game this excellently. And I'm the Pope's Hello, your phone your phone skip. Hello? All right, let me see if his line dropped or not. Okay, the line dropped. Let me wait for him to call back. Brother Red, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Family show is sponsored tonight by kingscounty.bigcartel.com. Check us out. Uh, it is back to school season, and it's also the end of the summer. We have some brand new designs and styles. And then, I mean, the summer line is crazy by itself. You know, and we also have shirts for the young guys, so check us out. K I N G C K O U N T Y dot Big Cartel. Indeed. Thank you for all the support indeed. and all of those who support you. Yes, indeed. And shout out to our brother, Katie, the off degree, LucyDecoded.com. He still is accepting pre orders for his presentation. All right. We're waiting on our brother to call back in. Should be any second now. Yeah, just to add on what he's talking about, 
uh, here in Los Angeles on Sunday during the uh, taping of the show that we were doing with Amun Ra. I also was passing through uh, downtown Los Angeles, and I saw a protest that had roughly about remnants of about 100 protesters marching through the streets of downtown Los Angeles. They actually had cornered a police car off, and they had the picket signs up. But these were very aggressive marches, and the majority of them were Europeans, you know, and they had the signs up talking about, you know, no more killer cops, stop police brutality, because a young man uh, was executed out here last week as well, uh, Broadway in the 60s, I believe. So, you know, there are a lot of sentiments around the country where people are turning up because of these situations that are not getting reported. Of course, they are only... Um, focusing the lens on one place right now, which is Ferguson, and they're talking about rioting and looting, even though, like, <laughs> there's really not too much stores out there to loot to begin with. You know, that was an isolated incident. They burned one store down out of frustration because uh, originally they, they thought that's where the complaint came from. A lot of this news that we're seeing, of course, is manufactured we don't have to tell you this at this point because they got caught in manufacturing the news. Okay? So I know it's hard for people to understand because these are still the places and the sources that you go to for your information. So you probably can't be able to discern that the same well that you're drinking from is the same, for your sustenance is the same well that's poisoning you. You know, but you're going to have to learn how to make these differentiations. You're going to have to learn how to get alternative sources of your water rather than just relying on that mainstream, okay? So, yes, still waiting on the brother. With all of this dead space, we're going to go into another song, a song whose title appropriate, appropriately fits the discussion at the particular time. All right, it's coming to this midnight propaganda. We'll be right back. Oh, God. 
Peace, y'all. Brad, Brad, you with us? Hello? Yo, I'm here. Yeah. Any word yet? Nah. No, sir. Huh? No, no word. Okay. I don't know if the brother's phone went dead or no word yet, but I'm sure he's going to call right now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the family's asking us in the chat room. They are saying, can we get Elder Dick Gregory back on KTL? Family, I'm definitely going to work on that. I saw him reporting from the front line. Elder Gregory is on the front line, of course, and I'm sure that he will have a plethora of information to share with us very soon. So I will definitely be reaching out. All right? I'm also encouraging, yeah, family that um you know that that documentary that just came out Hidden Colors 3 you know because the school season is beginning to start in September so it, you know let's become the teachers each one teach one and let's use situations such as this to be the catalyst to us teaching our people about what's really going on because at the end of the day that's the best defense that we can afford our people at this point on top, you know, as well as some other things, but give them some knowledge itself. Hidden Colors 3, the rules of racism, you know, it resonates when you watch it now. Spot break. So. Mm. You know, I, I guess if you got to get in touch with the brother, work out something wholesale, or if you know some, some wholesale or distributors, do what you got to do, you know. But uh, I think everybody in those streets, especially in Ferguson, should be uh, given a free copy of that. Free copy. Really, you know, I, I just, I'm going to use this situation as a, a catalyst and a learning, you know, a learning tool to show us what was what's really, you know, was unfolding, but it's a beautiful day for us because this is what we prepared ourselves for. This is what the teachers and the prophets and the uh, messengers. You want to talk about Mm -hmm. the information that you was able to uncover dealing with the massage training? Yes. Militarized police forces? Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Family, keep in mind that the out the, the, there's, there's not enough uproar about the justification of the militarization of the police. There are people talking about it, yes, indeed. But what we're seeing here is not just the militarization of the uh, police force. Remember that 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 that's highway patrol and that's different police agencies that you see out there and how it's how it's and tanks. You know, uh, AR-15, no kind of. This is police forces, but I have to. I have to uh, document it. Everything is uh, Google. You could Google everything. 
Israel, the same people that we witnessed during the month of Ramadan, the holy month of Ramadan, commit genocide and atrocities to the people who they were occupying, occupiers of a stolen land, committing genocide on the people of that land. I had to log off of Facebook and do a Ramadan, a Facebook Ramadan detox because the images kept coming of babies, not 18-year-olds, they eight months shot the same way that Mike Brown got shot. Indeed. Let me um, open up the brother's line and we can uh, integrate the conversations, all right? Call up the 818. Hello? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, hello? Yeah, Lord. What was the last thing? You were talking about the um, the fact that you weren't going to, you know, we're going to use the term black because you understand the colloquial understanding of it, that you were talking about the precedent that was about to Hello? be set with the presidency. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. All right, excellent. So the, 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 I said a mad shit, my nigga. I was sitting here going in. <laughs> The whiz heard me. <laughs> said, ah, that's the last shit I said, huh? So listen, the the, the you know you got to be in the background going, oh yeah, son, yeah, like that. I know you still there, boy. Oh, you supposed to be like, oh, like, what's going on? I was like, I was like, I got these niggas' attention. <laughs> these niggas is quiet. <laughs> Look, so the the the, uh, the 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 term black. When I did my due diligence and my study, and this is for my students as well, this is in their coursework for what we call a quintessence degree. The quintessence degree is where they show and prove what they learned from their first four lessons. So obviously once you get to the fifth thing, it encompasses what you gained in the four other things. So this is the uh, psychodrama involved in what Yahweh's purpose is. So I say that Yahweh is the fourth century perceptions, but then there's a quintessence involved. And that quintessence is the fullness achieved in knowing uh, all four corners of the universe in your favor. So now the word quintessence, meaning the essence of something, its very nature, its design, its beauty, it means the number five. So now when I looked at the, the, uh, the, the narrative that describes for the whole world why we are cursed, it says that we are simply cursed because we are black. And when I looked at the narrative inside of the uh, spiritual lens that I have, in the form of our linguistic key and our ordinal uh, uh, deduction system, I looked and I found years ago that the number five is connected directly to the word black as it pertains to the gentilic term as it relates to a person in the form of the mythic personage Ham. 
So I said, well, that is a very mystical event. I said, let me do what Kabbalists do, and that is to indulge themselves in a mystical deduction and overview of the verse that describes the mythic personas the first time you view or see them. So a gleaning of the text takes me to a very significant uh, 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 point of the story when we are first introduced to Noah, and it says that Noah, he was 500 years old when he begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, when I go look right. at the word five, the word five is Chomesh. Now, when you go to the corner store and you buy something for $5 the next time and the brother behind the counter is from North Africa, Yemen, probably if you're from Brooklyn or if you're from the Bay, and you go in there and you ask for something for $5 and you say, Hamza, he's going to look at you like how you know that because you say the same way they say ham or ham is the same way you say the number five. So now you're dealing with, we just got hit, bro. We have just y'all here? Y'all here? Yeah, we here. We just got here that that Asar, Aset, and Heru have something to do with Christianity. So when are we gonna get hip to what the Egyptians was hip to? I don't wanna hear the romantic story that you know, the African American zealous cultural people would like to tell you that the whole universe started in North Africa. And although that is so romantic and beautifully pronounced and it's great, the whole continent has import, and there are parts of the continent that are far more ancient and spiritual technology besides North Africa. So now, where did North Africa get it? Where did North Africa get all of its science from on the spiritual technology realm? You got to go to the Congo. You got to go to other areas in the continent to find the. Uh, the ongoing spiritual di- tradition that carries itself out in the narrative psychology of the myths in all of these particular areas. So now I find when I go there, there's also a very significant uh, 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 correlation when you uh, look as well, and that and that verse that I, I quoted from was Genesis five, and ironically the uh, the chapter uh, number is thirty two. So five, of course, and then three and two in deduction would of course equal and render us five. Now, very interesting. So now I also go into the uh, the text and I'm exploring parts of it, and there's also some significant things to find when we venture ourselves over into the uh, what is called the New Testament. Now, many people of the, uh, the culturally zealous will tell you and I that it's not, um, it, not, it does not behoove us to uh, look at the uh, Old Testament. Well, I'm going to tell you that the old, excuse me, the New Testament, the New Testament is uh, composed in Coptic. And anytime you deal with Coptic, you're dealing with Kushite language. There's no such thing as Greek right. language. You know, it's, it's all Coptic in its, in, its, in its origin. So now when you go and what are the, the, uh, the best books I've, I've ever 
Go ahead. What you I just want to make a connection. Thing. What is the Coptic relationship to Phoenician? The Phoenician alphabet well, is there a connection well, there? Well, the the word the word Phoenician is just a place marker to describe the people and the word structure that they talk about when they talk about Phoenician is the syllabic system that comes comes from linear B, and Phoenician is just the script is a script, and now the sound the the sounds see they always use words like Phoenicians to hide Africans to hide punt you heard to hide like Chaldean hides Kush. You know, Phoenician is another nickname yeah. of Chaldean. You know what I'm saying? So National Geographic right. did a whole article on Phoenicians, but they showed the modern-day equivalent of who they are calling Phoenicians. And, you know, these niggas are like hairy, hairy Greeks and shit. You know what I'm saying? Armenians or something. You know what I mean? So when you when you go back in, historically into, into what we know Phoenicians to be, they're represented by a color, and that color is purple. And that color is the color that comes from their trade and vocation, which was their ability to extrapolate a fine dye out of these uh, sea mollusks. You know? So they were known for the, uh, the, the their, their, you can see their banners on their ships. Now, what, what makes them black is the fact that they were seafaring. And they, uh, because that is of African origin, these are the first people to seafare, and not only to seafare, but also be sea merchants. So when you're a sea merchant and you're in the Iberian Peninsula and you're floating all around, uh, you're between uh, Italy, Greece, North Africa, you have to condense the languages so everyone knows how to communicate effectively with one another. So that right. language... It becomes a kind of what's called a merchant language, and they call it pigeon in some parts of Africa where it, it caters to commerce. So now if you were dealing with a cuneiform, if you were lucky enough to even know how to write your own name in older cultures because being able to write and read was not something afforded to everybody in all parts of the ancient world. So if you knew how to read and write in the time when they were employing the imperial forms of writing in cuneiform or imperial am- amoraic, uh, let's talk about cuneiform, you would have to know uh, several hundred characters, almost like a, 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 one of our Asian brothers who employ a writing that, that requires them to know several characters and have a psychology that connects itself to that. So when you're dealing with um, people and money, they condense the sound system to 22 uh, sounds. So now what happens when you got the 22, I got the 22, they got the 22 over there, but we all different and have different cultures. Uh, intrinsically, we, we use our own unique scripts. So I, I was just at a video shoot with Chase Evans here in Los Angeles and on the set. You see a lot of things in uh, Los Angeles. On the set, it was a brother with a Talabia and a Kufi on. I thought he was a Muslim. I salamed him, but he told me shalom, and then I looked at the trimmings on his Talabia, and it had a notion script on it. So his ideology, like one of the debates, I think, with the, uh, with the, with the, uh, the Israelite brothers, one of them highlighted the one who was talking about the star David, he was giving an enlightening uh, overview of it, and he was going with Phoenician, Phoenician or Phoenician letters. So your script 
is associated with your uh, culture. So Greek is written in uh, a, 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 a letter form that is not that is not um, that is not African. The sounds are. You understand? The sounds are African, but the letters are not. The, so if the sounds are African, then that means that the thoughts are African. Do you understand? No matter what kind of script you put on it, once it gets into English, it's no longer African thoughts. It's African-infused. It's African-influenced thinking that we have to sift through using our other systems of, of calibration. But when you get to 2 Corinthians 11, 2, 4, and it says this is a mathematical equation that they offer to the reader in the original language. They employ seven words, and of the full total of the seven words, they only use 45 letters, right? So these seven words, it says in English translation, it says, of the Jews, five times received, I, 40 stripes, save one. What the fuck does that mean? Of course, that's probably um, the big homie JC talking, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But he's saying, of the Jews, five times received I, 40 stripes, save one. So I'm like, <laughs> they playing math games in your psychology, and you're wondering why you have lesions in your amygdala. Like, literally, lesions where you're, your ability to react has been subdued because the part of your psychology and physiology is being manipulated with with aesthetics. Without your knowing it, you don't employ the same use or the veneration of art or aesthetics because you let teachers who the majority of the guys that tell you five-pointed stars are evil don't have no money. I noticed that's the through line because the white boys – who say it, they got a bankroll because they have progressed past that. They get, they get deeper and darker. They all into, uh, they on their Alex Jones stuff. They government now, you know. I'm trying to figure out what's our progression where people are telling us that we look stupid to the world at large to even indulge ourselves in magic or things of the occult when our pre-dynastic and dynastic ancestry told us explicitly that your way home to the duat is through a five-pointed star that is inside of a circle. I wouldn't give a fuck if the point is pointing up, down, left, right, side, excuse my uh, uh, French. It doesn't matter. Niggas don't have no business telling me which way something goes up or down, no way. Niggas don't make maps, so I don't want to hear your directions. Do you understand? All niggas know is do I make a left or a right? Niggas don't know east, west, north, south, no how. You understand? So my thing is we have Whoa. a reexamination. <laughs> we have to have a reexamination. <laughs> look, 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 we have to have a reexamination of what it is that we're talking about. So now when I go to the actual verse uh, uh, blue, 2 Corinthians 11.24, I extrapolate from it. The Greek, I go to the word for five. The word in Greek is pentakis. I do the gematria on the word pentakis. The word pentakis equals the number 666, six, six, King. 
in clear sight, right in front of niggas. Yeah. Your preachers are lying to you. Your English, your English, uh, exclusively English-speaking spiritual teachers, these fake magicians. The only person qualified to talk about magic is Oba. That's it. Uh, until Bobby Hemmett comes uh, back into the, the, the conversation. If, if he doesn't, then his tapes are, uh, are profound and his offerings are profound to give the African-American a context for darkness so they can understand and get over all of the abuse and the lesions imposed on their amygdala based off of the fear template of pre Commission science in the form of Christianity and these other religions. So now why is it that if you got to pray five times a day, you can't have five wives? Because Allah is something else. Allah don't want you to have the number five. Five is for him. Okay? Why in Freemasonry, why are there five orders of, of architecture in Freemasonry? Why in the second degree is there emphasis on the three, five, and seven steps? Now, if you now let me tell you something. The number five, and the reason why Pentecost and your ancestors who wrote the, the New Testament too, because your ancestors, the the the, 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 the people who is giving you a English context for African Christianity in the Western world are Rastafarians. If you want to know some deep Kabbalah. Look and just look at the word Rastafari. If you look at the word Rastafari and you challenge yourself to find the word Tafari in the Bible, you will understand the motif regarding the lion and why black men must say that they are gods in the physical world. You'll understand why, so what, they drove Holly Selassie out of his own country in a blue Volkswagen He's still God. He's still God. He is still God. Clarence 13X is God. You understand? Allah, Master J, God. You understand? Fard, Fard. His light-skinned ass with the part to the side. God. These are all psychological these are all psychological motifs that are readily available to the psychology of people who live within the eschatological uh, 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 overview of humanity. We are in a cycle where messiahs come and several people die prior to the messiah coming. What happens when the priesthood is not here to explain it to you, your government where you live because you live in a corporation, and say this is a corporate entity that has a 50-floor skyscraper on the 39th floor is where they do magic. And their job is to get the magic going. And the magic is popping, and they're using the same blueprint that they've used in every period, especially the Renaissance uh, post-expulsion Spain. What, how did they get the niggas out of Europe and make everybody – decide to call us, um, make morta, meaning uh, death, synonymous with moors. How do pigs in language become synonymous with moors? Huh? It's because of civic legislation and through language and through literature. Our fellow is not nothing that you niggas need to be proud of. You there, Twin? Twin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right here. Yeah. Don't let people... 
uh, use it for the more so they can have a, a context for what they called you a more in literature, but the story of Othello is atrocious and is what is going to occur to the presidency in the next two years before 2016 comes because five-pointed stars, and this is the, the, the devil is in the details, and you've got to be in the school to get the real game. I'm, I'm, giving, I'm gleaning over this for the people who are listening because um, I, know what I, what, what I know what I'm talking about is very valuable for what is going to occur, and I know what the killings are. The killings and it's, it's black people dying all over the, the world right now simultaneously as you speak from the hands of the enemy and themselves. Why is the media pushing this out? It's because they are collectively with the government closing out this account that has been open for eight years, and it's the Obama account, you heard? And it has to be closed out in synergy with the arrival of the light of 2012. Why do you think ain't nothing happened in 2012? But the light ain't been here yet, my nigga. It takes 4.4 years. Light, it takes 4.4 years for a light speed for the, the, the 4.4. Check that out. Uh, for the light from the galactic center to get here is going down in 2016, my G. And 2016 is interesting because whoever put this clock together called the calendar had an ephemeris. They had an ephemeris and they had the calendar, they had the Mayan calendar and they had the Egyptian calendar, they had an Islamic one and a Jewish one. And they playing, um, they playing Kushite games. Yeah, 9-11 is the Ethiopian New Year. This is a grand game of chess. Now, Othello, how am I connecting Othello to the presidency? Because linguistically I can. I know what I'm talking about. The word off is where you get your word the from. It's a jumble. It's backwards. It's Aleph Tau. In language, Aleph Tau is describes or it's like taking a finger and point. You have, you've seen people put those uh, emoticons on their Instagram with a finger pointing at money or a finger pointing at a gun, a finger or something. Yeah. The letters A, mm-hmm. Aleph, and Tau act as the same way. And that's where your word thou comes from. It's where you read it backwards, meaning the person, that, this. And older in, in the Western world, before T-H-E, they used one symbol to describe anything that had a inter, what's called the interdental fricative, anything that you have to go the, the, like that from. So off, it means the, and if off means the, then fellow, off, fellow, the rest of the word is a jumble and a, uh, an anagram to hide the word Leo. And Leo is synonymous with, of course, sacrifice. It's a biblical uh, uh, a motif that is heavily entrenched with sacrifice that tells us about the Leo in the form of Samson ripping the Leo in half and him extrapolating from the innards of it honey and sustenance for himself. So now, right. even the myth, the myth of, they, they, of, yeah. the of killing bulls, the bull run, the bullfighter, uh, sacrificing animals, all of these are ancient motifs in the psychology of humanity. And when they made us an animal, they made us an animal in the corporate fiction. 
And in the spiritual world, we are the scapegoat. We are the black scapegoat. The most hangings that happened in the United States were in the last 10 years of the 19th century. From 1890 to 1900, the most black men in America were hanged. And many of these hangings were directly related to criminal uh, cases. Some of these brothers were tried an hour, two hours before the hanging. They were uh, these hangings were accompanied by up to sixteen and twenty thousand white men, women, and children who will all be there and watch the torture go down. Now, I'm telling you all of this to tell you that we are dealing with uh, a, a, a deeper beast than you uh, uh, would really realize. A lot of uh, the folk heroes from that era were people who had to witness their own people die at the hands of these white folks. Now, imagine this. If you go to court for your peoples to defend your peoples, you would also have to be present at their hanging. Could you imagine you being hung mm. and your family abandoning you and leaving you there with all them fucking crackers to sit there and kill you and they walk away? So what happens to all of these young men and women who were standing there? And that's why I, I did Willie Boskick. Mm. That's why I did Free Willie. You heard? What happens is... One of Willie Boskett's great-great-grandfathers was a folk hero and almost like the George Jackson of his day. He was a violent man who put his hands on white people and didn't play no games with them. You understand? He was also uh, a, 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 a bootlegger. He gave, son to another, he gave birth to another son who didn't play no games and put his hands on people, who gave, his, who gave birth to another son who gave birth to Willie Bosque, who was the most guarded black man in America because of the trauma from the last 10 years of the 19th century. So now Willie is the generation before us. We were the generation that came in the penitentiary after Willie. You understand? The New York generation of everybody spitting races out and everybody, you know, you being a God body, a 52 master, and you a jailbird at the same time, and it's like cultural. You know what I'm saying? That shit comes from that. So now you have, right, so now you have the epoch of effeminacy coming after our generation and and, uh, overflow, and uh, immense overflow. Now, why? These are the crimes of the last 10 years of the 19th century, the sins of the father revisiting the son through the bloodstreams. You understand? So my doctrine and what we speak about, when we speak about blackness and synonymousness with the pentagram, I'm enlightening people on the, the logistics of how to master the physical world that stands around you. Anything, anytime the enemy tells you something is bad, means it's really good, and it means that it's black in origin also. You understand? And I'm trying to calibrate right. the minds of people to understand and see it from a different perspective. I know you have your right. your, your uh, meditation, King. What time does your meditation begin? We're going to go through okay, we still got. I'm going to let you build. All right, um, All right. good, good, good. I want to give a good. Yeah. Wanna give a shout out just finish? to my brother. All right. Go ahead. Cool. Adika Butler, but I'll get to that right after you finish your your piece. That's the homie. He all right, right? Oh, absolutely. Now nah, he, he yeah, just yeah, wrote yeah. That's the homie. About, you know the good the good old Lucifer. About what? 
about Lucifer. Okay. And he explained so now, how that was a Morris motif. Exactly. So now look, civic legislation, they said that we have to get these Moors out, so we have to create a story that emphasizes the Moor killing the very thing which is precious to us, which is the white woman. So you're going to find that there's going to be an overwhelming emphasis on the destruction and the killing of blackness, black men, and motif stories even far more, in a far more, even more pronounced way as they end out this end game. This end game has to end out with a sacrifice in order for them to reenact the killing of the king ritual. Everyone that has this king blueprint is also astrological. Uh, uh, my big brother, Rob Cool, he's coming out with one of the best DVDs in um, DVD history in our community. Uh, it's, it's rendered already, and it, it, uh, we'll be letting brothers and sisters know about the date on that. And, um, I, I, and we got some red pills, too. We got some classics from both of y'all brothers coming out, and I got some never-seen-before stuff from Oba. Now, Raku told me something very significant regarding um, what the fuck was I just talking about before I only shout out. Uh, The signature inside of Obama's chart, chart, he shares the very same signature with Martin Luther King as well as um, Malcolm X. You heard? Now, astrologically, go ahead. And who else? No, I'm saying, Law 44 got you ready for this by way of a Rashid, this brother planted the seed in my mind, and um, in the early around the time of the of the presidency, and then we came out with the rule of forty four, no plan B, and then of course you know brothers such as Rock who came along to shed some light astrologically as to exactly how this thing is going to take place, and now we're right. seeing you know, the conditions. Or the fertile, or, or should I say the? Uh, you know, so the, now look, 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 look. It goes back to it goes to apocalyptic numbers, because it's a apocalyptic time. When light comes here, it manipulates apocalyptic numbers. Lights, light, lights transmission. That my teacher Reverend Valentine taught the world about light code transmissions. They transmit themselves in a spin cycle orientation that mimics that of a spinning kind of like five-pointed star. The same spin orient and ratio that allows plants to spin and blades of grass to spin, it mimics that of how light reaches it. So the reason why we have five limbs, the reason why your hand has five fingers, why you have five toes, is there's a signature in the cosmic mind that uses the number five as a point of reference and a point of reference for biology and organic mass. So the melanin is the, is the first humans are composed of melanin. The melanin set the tone for the geometry of five as it expresses itself in the physicality of humanity here. 
all of our uh, subsequent human families share not only the the, the genetic blueprint, but also the the geometric blueprint set forth by by father father and mother mind. So so now so now so now. I can't hear with that. That jump so long. Red, that's that phone. Oh, come on now. Hold on. We need to back. All right. Can you please? Yeah. So, so apocalyptic numbers are associated with the coming of light. And the, the proof of that can only be rendered if we take an overview of the biblical narrative as it regards the Queen Sheba. She is noted for her giving, and this is what we're going to express and flesh out in the contestants degree for all of my student body. Now, be mindful. If you already paid for your first four installments, the contestants degree initiates your second installment of your next four. So, contact us for pricing so we can situate your fifth degree. And I was waiting for this show to make it a matter of public practice so it's in the archive so people know. You hit me up, redhouse474 gmail. It's redhouse, R-E-D-H-O-U-S-E, 474 at gmail.com. You hit us up, you let me know that you want the course. I also have available my first four installments of the course all in a box set. That set is $120. It comes with all of the PBS slides that our students use. It comes also with all of the four to, I believe, I think it's five video, full video presentations, as well as audio and uh, tons of books that relate directly to it. A part of the purchase also is with the 120, you can, if you buy it, uh, many people have already gotten the course and they've received it that way. If you like it all at once, contact us, redhouse474 at gmail.com, 347-687-6765 if you're serious and you want to connect directly. I, I pulled back off of Facebook because um, I've seen the effect of the experiment uh, regarding the, the bad news on the Facebook, the nature of Facebook has changed for me, and it was beginning to magnetize and intentionally bring me towards certain means of psychology on there that are just not uh, significantly conducive for me right now in my in my life. I'm gonna be 40 years old, and I'm not playing no fucking games with nobody in about 120 days. Like I'm really on some other shit. As a 40-year-old, you know, uh, all that shit trying to catch up with the little guys and the young people and all these chasing these young bitches around and playing games and all that old stupid shit, I'm done with that. You have to be about something brilliant or mastering your own vocation to even connect with me. You know, I don't, I don't even need a cell phone no more. If you don't got my, if I don't pick up the phone and I'm in the house, I don't want to talk to you. If I miss the call, I'm not here. I got. I'm on the house phone shit now. Fuck that. Yeah. And <laughs> if I got to get on Facebook, it's gonna be. It's gonna be for some. It got to be some paper involved for me to have the leisure 
to um, think that I could build a house on Facebook, you know. And I and I thought years ago on Facebook, it used to be a different kind of stream where you might be able to bag something that got a few dollars. It seemed like they just crunching all these bums in one little pond, and they all um, um, yeah. provocative. provocative and they want to fuck. Boy, they just want to fuck, and they provocative, and they want to make them niggas that they would sell it so they're playing on a computer. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I see this fake dating service shit is about, and then everybody thinks they're deep on there too at the same time, and then I don't even have nobody in humanity has the nervous equipment or the mental cortex to have a hundred or more than a hundred and fifty or hundred sixty friends. So how the fuck are you connecting with? You know, and then, and then you know, it's just too much. And so I'm taking a break. I started reading books again, um, arduously, how I used to, and it just made my quality of my thinking improve. And, you know, I'm just doing more work. I produced more work off of that shit since then. So I've been, you know, posting and the images, you know, just to stay with the monetary aspect of it. I might get back on later, but right now we got work to do. I'm doing a graphic novel. I'm also doing a tarot card set. Um, I'm doing a lot of film production. I'm mentoring um, some stunt bikers here, former gang members, um, actresses. I've just got, you know, this was vibing with the sister who was the star at the Rent, uh, Broadway show. You know her from the notorious movie she played, Faith Evans. She was brilliant, you know what I'm saying? She's open to this science. And there's a lot of things happening. Shout out to Polite. I love what he's doing. And I would be a coward and a and a and a and a, and a punk like the rest of these corny niggas to not shout him out for the great work that he's doing, especially in regards to the fact that he don't turn he ain't forget about his uh his humble beginnings and the fact that, you know, we enjoyed ourselves. Me and you blue when we went out with Polite, he gave us a moment to get our our uh tunnel era back. You know what I'm saying? We was Falling that night, but you know what you know what happens in LA, you know it ain't gonna be on Facebook. <laughs> but that, yo, boy, we had fun. But shout out to Sun because you know a lot of niggas eat from the homie, but then they will curse him out to be faggot niggas. But I'm like this, that nigga feed me and my family, and it's because of the great work he's doing, and he's doing some work right now that really is demonstrating his genius where he doesn't have to deal with the limitations of the argumentation of this small pond that is far away from a fucking ocean. You heard? For real. So I know people be sounding like I'll be sounding like I'm kind of belligerent, and a lot of people love my message, and a lot of people think that the message has to be inclusive in people's character. I've told people for the very first time that I spoke, I'm not a nice person. I just have something uh, wise to offer for the whiz, for wisdom, yeah, for the whiz, for, for people who have wisdom, for, for the people who are living in real time. So apocalyptic numbers are conducive to light, achieving its ability to mend itself in the physical world in this magnetic field. The proof is in the fact that Queen Sheba sends Solomon 666 talents of gold annually for his great work. Solomon equals the number 375, 
and uh, there's a there's a numeric law governing all, and this is all in our coursework. There's a numeric law governing all numbers that end in the number five. There's also a uh, law that all five-pointed stars have apocalyptic numbers inside of their decimal function when the decimals are written out. Now, what is an apocalyptic number is when the series of sixes appear in three sixes uh, at 666 after the decimal point. Stars emit this. So your ancestors were giving you a map to get back home, but how are you going to get back home with these modern-day Google teachers? And and this is the shit that I noticed, you know, um, these niggas will show these pe- these brothers and sisters, and y'all go to these niggas' lectures over and over again, y'all let these niggas show y'all the same pictures. Fuck y'all. You know, y'all niggas go and watch these lectures and these niggas tell y'all the same shit they told y'all seven times and y'all still fuck with them because you cultural Z-lots and you don't ask more from these niggas. You understand? So it makes somebody like me who really has been authenticated by masters and I've also worked with all of my contemporaries. I have brought my teacher. I have to reemphasize that because I don't care about none of these other niggas that ain't never bring me. Only the only of the young teachers who ever brought me somewhere to speak and honor what I have to offer is polite. All of these other niggas who started teaching after me ain't shit. They don't bring other people. You know, I don't know what the fuck is going on in Atlanta. They look cute online, but there ain't nothing, no lectures of import or anything significant I've seen coming out of Atlanta, and that is the hotbed and the home of our greatest metaphysical teacher, Bobby Hemmett. And we ain't got no Bobby Hemmett uh, uh, iconography heavily embedded or no um, or no uh, benefit lectures or none of that shit. These niggas are showing people pictures of five-pointed stars and fucking Dr. Dre and all this stupid-ass shit telling people that um, all your problems is coming from Interscope. Get the fuck out of here, that cornball shit. I'm 40 years old, and I'm not lying to my little homies. All that shit these old niggas are talking, with an exception of of my teachers who I who you know who I bang with, all that other shit is whack and basura. You know, garbage, all garbage. I don't want to hear none of that shit from them niggas, unless it's Umar Johnson. You know, and he don't talk about stars and fake shit. He's trying to educate kids and take take the kids off um, psych meds and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And teaching those single mothers how to protect their sons from the uh, vicious school systems and, and, and daughters from that system. You know what I'm saying? But, but I, I, feel, I feel like we doing these, our brothers and sisters uh, constant injustice by letting these niggas get away with this. Every time I turn around, somebody got another event going on, and then if you go to the event, I start go fucking with the niggas' events. These niggas kept showing niggas the same pictures. I was like, and I'm looking at these motherfuckers sitting next to me, and they like this, ooh, ah. I'm like, man, I'm talking to these bum-ass niggas. I need to get around these crackers, because you can't pull that shit on the white folks. Because the white folks saying, nigga, I get this paid $280 in here. You better spin me. You better spin me. But these niggas, is, is, you know, they want ten, twenty, fifty, fifteen dollars to show you pictures. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nobody's analyzing low. language. About nobody's food, analyzing food. language. Look, nobody's analyzing language. Nobody's exploring ancient texts. The only person that I, 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 I on the historical tip that I want to hear something from right now is Wesley Muhammad. You heard? 
he 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 gave me and people. Let me say this too about this number five in religion. Yeah, I know where Allah is at. I can find Allah right now. It's a it's a mirror in my bathroom. Um, I could take a pic. I could take a selfie of Allah right now if I take this um iPad and turn it this way. I know where Allah is at, but I'm still Muslim, my nigga. And the reason why is because um I know. Because I know, I'm not stupid. I know that if I'm in America and I say I'm a Christian, that means that I accept uh, slavery as my story. And if I accept slavery as my story, I also accept whips and nooses. But if I say that I'm Islamic, then that means that I'm dealing with another uh, form of history that says North Africans came over here with an algorithm that came over here with charters and, and concrete literature and, and George Washington had to write me a letter to ask me if he could Amen. even do this stupid shit. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why I deal with Islam conveniently. And I'm an antinomian Muslim. You heard? I ain't made a lot since my um since my mom's funeral. You heard? I'm not afraid I'm more Islamic than a nigga make all five of them. You heard? It's called antinomianism. You know, I'm a messianic force. I'm an authentic African-American experience in America. I was born into the religion. I was at Savior's Day in 75. I was also present when the king of Arabia came to meet Waraf Dean, and they switched the template for Islam for the African-American. Shortly after, Waraf Dean wanted to create a method. So I believe that it's none of your business if the NOI study Dianetics. You're a stupid nigga for having a dialogue about that, to denounce it, because you don't have suits and ties. You don't have a newspaper. You don't have a legacy. You don't have a mosque kid. You don't have ministers. So why are you talking about them reading Dianetics? Obviously, they know something that y'all niggas that don't have none of them things don't know. And it's loyalty. You stay true to your, to your, to your clique. You know For real, that ain't none of niggas' business. Y'all don't have enough business. Y'all talk too much anyway. Y'all don't even can't afford silence. And help us with the silence first before I hear you talk. You heard? When I was little, when I was little, you, you, when I, yeah, when I was little, you had to, um, you had to shoot five before niggas could hear you raise your voice, nigga. You had to shoot five first. Let's see what that is. Remember that? Shoot five. We talk about these stars. <laughs> Let's shoot five, boy. <laughs> Shut up. You heard? All that shit these niggas talk about. These niggas is pussy. These teachers. And and, and these niggas let these renegade hoes get up there and start talking and gossiping and shooting sideways shit. I'm telling you, I'm 40. Ain't none of them built like that, son. When we come from an era when you know that every Halloween, 60 of us used to be together. What happened to that spirit? You heard? You, you remember there were no immediately. Or no police in sight safe. Remember that? Yeah. I, they made task forces just to deal with our, us. We made the paper twice. You know? So that's the context I'm coming from. I, I, you know, I'm supposed to teach because so, yeah, what we, we teach we in our time of exhortation. You remember what it looked like. Some people never seen it. There's a big difference there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a different fire in the eyes you don't see no more. Everybody's eyes is looking towards their Galaxy 5 and their iPhone. You heard? Everybody's looking at their iPhones, you know. You, can't, you look niggas in their eyes, you know. It's crazy, the neural pathways, but I'm not complaining. I am an ancestor who's here to have fun, you heard, amidst all of the ignorance. And this is the beautiful thing about it is that the universe in this corner of it is taking a 550,000-year rest of all of that positive shit. And it just so happened that you were born um, um, to uh, an un- what, what they call unplanned parenthood. You're, you know, a lot of this shit, uh, motherfuckers, this, this is called unplanned parenthood. Yeah. That's what it's called. It's when it's when two two lustful niggas get together without a plan, without no money, and without a service revolver or a government and say, Let's have a baby. You heard? So, you know, the several successions of that are put our people in uh deficiency. And, you know and 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 and, and, and it undermines the genus. So so what happens is a genus that is not royal a genus that is not royal, you cannot ask that which you say is beneath you to honor you as a king when you accept them uh, calling you. And this is the reason why I'm Muslim, because I could go in the court and enlarge my witness. I could go in the court and get out faster than a nigga that go in there and, uh, off that shit he watch on TV, and I tell a judge, nigga, I, you have to address me as a prince. You heard? Ahmed. My name is Prince Ahmed, my honor, you heard? Because it's Islamic, it's Muslim. They're not supposed to honor you in no court unless you come in the court religiously. So your ancestors made that up. You have to go in the courts with a fiction. You ain't never seen no Jews in landlords in the court. You don't see Jews in landlords in the court, you heard? They got a separate section because they honor differently. They're not adjectives in, in, in commerce, you heard? They're not adjectives in commerce. So, of course, you're not going to have – the police ain't never going to shoot no Jew in Williamsburg because the police will get washed up and then they will rush the precinct. Yeah, You understand? Do you understand what I'm saying, that they don't play no fucking games? You heard? Yes, I know they it. don't play no games. They don't play I'm no games. They don't play no games. So why is it that the Negro – who, um, who is expected to spend uh, uh, close to a trillion dollars in the future. I think 2015, the Negro dollar is supposed to reach a trillion in its annual. You know? Why is it that we keep trying to own the atrocities of blackness or its lack thereof of spirit uh, through this adjective? And the way to improve the quality of the life of our people collectively is through the arts and the sciences. And the, uh, the arts and sciences and the exaltation of the tough guys and the martyrs because you've got all of these punks that are in key positions that are not unifying the people. All these niggas are in their unique sectors right now, and all these dick riders, everybody taking pictures with niggas that don't do shit for them. I want to say, yo, take a picture with me, God. Take a picture with me, God. And these niggas dick riding. Ain't none of these niggas going to call you. They don't got your number. They ain't going to give you a coin. I, I'm not taking no picture with these bum ass niggas. I don't give a fuck who you know, nigga, or who you with. And these niggas could say I'm hating and all that. I'm just from another era. 
You heard that you just can't run that shit that you could run on these other niggas. And everybody is everybody in their sector. If nobody is calling you blue and red and setting you out and asking you what's the next move, son, what you want to do, do you want to appear on this thing with us and all that, that means they don't respect you and respect what you do. And all of these niggas have been from a note ledge, you heard, in some form of fashion through them archives. A lot of them corny niggas, I would be, I'd be erasing niggas archives. I don't even let nobody know the niggas was on my show, you heard, especially them jelly bean bouncing ass niggas. Yeah, boy, I would never say his name on the radio. I can't wait till he's just totally gone. You heard? This jelly bean bouncing ass nigga, he go from this, down, he down with this nigga to this nigga, this corny ass nigga gonna put my name on the post on the Facebook. That's why I got off that shit too. I said, this corny ass nigga, you get into something with another hoe, you having whole fights with the nigga in Philly, so now... You go. I don't. I have not spoken to this corny ass nigga two years. Now you gonna put my name in Facebook? Talk about oh apologies to brother Rashid. I should have listened to him. Like you think dry snitching ass nigga? Like I'm sitting up here on the phone talk to you about that whole ass teacher nigga in Philly. Get out of here, ho. Don't be on Facebook playing with me. And this is the thing. The quality of this, and I I'm the one to do it. Then fuck it. Y'all don't have to do it. The quality of this nature of this is, we are the metaphysical dark. We are the, the dark man to think tank. The LIU crowd. We not. I'm not. Well, I'm not with them other niggas. I'm not conscious, son. You heard? I'm not conscious. I'm not a zealous Egyptian. I'm not none of that shit. You heard? You know. I just want to teach this red house to these people and get this building so we could get some jobs and some money popping for these young people so they don't have to be out there in them streets worrying about pilgrims shooting them. Because if we got a business, my nigga, and you pull up on my business, we got service revolvers on, on the business and, 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 and security. Because we could, we could beat the case when, when, when you're getting killed over commerce. You heard? Let the police come in the store and acting crazy. That co- that color of blue shit, nigga. That's that'll be a civic case. It ain't gonna be no criminal case. You come in my establishment acting crazy if you want to, you heard? And that's how niggas gotta start moving. But 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 you can't defend no store, no no corner. They're gonna tell you to get off of a block. But commercially, they can't close down your commercial construct. You could defend that. When they had the L.A. riot here, they they had one gunshot. Out here, the Koreans yes, all went yes. to their own Korean-owned gun shop to all get their guns from their their Korean brother, and they defended commerce. You heard? They was That's on the roof I'm with it. Point out to people. You know what I'm saying? So, come on, what, man. What I come from the nigga. Listen, listen. I ain't finished. I ain't finished on my shit, man. Let me finish ranting. You heard? Let me finish ranting. When we was little, our context for getting busy with the police. It wasn't no vegan niggas, and it wasn't no, none of these pious niggas. It was hawking them from the fort, and it was the niggas from the East Coast, from the East New York, the uh, uh, A-team, you heard? With, 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 with Ayatollah and them niggas, you heard? The legends that, 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 was, that was on Fat Fountain Avenue having multiple shootouts with the whole precinct. Niggas with flame torches, nigga, in the projects, boy, like the A-team for real. Nigga come downstairs out the building with a flamethrower? Come on. <laughs> and the police like this. I'm not going to them projects today. You hear me? Same thing with Red Hood. With Calvin Klein and them getting busy with the police. So 
don't think that these spiritual niggas or none of these um, niggas telling you five-pointed stars upside down and Jimmy Iovine is the one for why your kids is getting killed and they gay is the ones with the solution. The solution is in the streets, and the solution is you creating a venue, a situation for the streets to trust you and to want to protect you. But the streets don't want to protect you because ain't shit there for them. The only thing that the little bit of shit that that's left for them is the little the little uh, bullshit drug trades that they don't even have real estate to support. Niggas out, outside pitching in cars and on corners. When the old timers used to get social clubs, you heard, and they used to do it like that. It's just you know, it, it, you know. So it's yeah. nothing to defend. So we gotta exalt the street people. You understand the street people. And polite said some real deep shit the other day on on y'all show. He said that black people have to start making white people love them. And I said, yo, that, that, I said, that young man is uh, bold for saying that in front of these stupid niggas because they're they, they not going to get that, you heard? Because they don't know nothing about oh, arts God. and science. They don't know nothing about where they are loved. Black people don't even know where they are loved. They don't know. They ain't been nowhere to go see black statues in Europe or go see a, black, a castle with a black man on the outside of the castle ornately painted or for them to understand that they created renaissance. You heard? So, you know, that's, that's my emphasis. And black pentagrams is this. It's the space for you to be yourself. You understand that there's nothing evil about the number five because it is your hand is evil. You heard? Your hand is evil. Right. Your, your hand, your, everything in your body is numeric. You have 14 phalanges in your hand. One in four is five 14, yeah. so, so for, for your fingers. And yeah. then Hebraically, my students noticed that the number, that the word yod, which means hand, equals 14. And one in four is five. You understand? So then we also know that it was, it was Moses who used what? his hand to split the Red Sea, but we know it's a mythical Moses. So what did he actually use? He used the reverse of 27, which is 72. There's also 27 bones in the hand. So he used the 72 names of God, but he used his hand. So the stories right. that they give it up is number stories. So now Noah was 500 years old. And the the, the 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 word five is kemesh or komesh or in Arabic is hamsa. So when you see a hamsa when you go into a Jewish store, uh, go to a jewelry store in a diamond district, you will see a hand with a blue eye in it with Hebraic writings around it. If you go to a Greek yes. restaurant, you see Greek letters with a hand with the blue eye in it. Or you go to Israel, you'll see a series of blue hands the hand that wards off on people's doors, right? And the hand is called what? A hamsa or a hamsa, again, right? And that was the sacred number to the cult of Fatima. So, you know, the number five has a very significant role in Islam. In al-Islam, if the, if the Muslim has to make five prayers, you know, the the there are uh, there are five tenets of Islam. You know, the number five runs its course. Now, how did we get to the point where uh, Bastet became evil? That was the Christians, and that was the French Christians 
who were demonizing according to their mandatory agenda to demonize blackness, to expel this black devil out of Europe because we stole everything from them. If they turn up again, they're going to get vicious. The last time we had beef with them, they was cutting our heads off and all that, and all. And now we got all these goddamn light-skinned kids. You understand? You feel me? So they like this. We can't let that shit happen again. We're not letting that happen again. These niggas are evil. Now, y'all Moriscos now. Specific legislation, y'all are Moriscos. So now it was the it was the monetary need for many of these Moors who lived in, in the area of staying in the surrounding areas. They already had businesses. A lot of them had thriving spice and merchant and textile businesses. So they said, yo, I'm not giving up my business in my way of feeding my family. I'm just going to convert to Islam. And then when, they, when the Muslims get kicked out, hey, you know what? The Christians took back over. Guess what, nigga? We was Jews yesterday. Now we not outside. We Christians, and that was and that was called the Don May. It was to for make you so you can survive. It's called the Don May. For over almost two hundred years, there was a secret Jewish clan who was presenting themselves as Christian, and there's speculation that they are still in existence, and many of them are even in power, and I believe that they are the ones who control the world, that Christianity is one of the greatest fronts and external fronts ever created, ever. But the real religion is the religion of the Kushites and the Chaldeans, which deals with sorcery and ritual and death, you heard? So your five pointed stars is benefiting everybody. The the rock the rock stars the rock stars are have a direct connection and a correlate with your ancestors. The ancestors don't even want to hear you niggas no more. They talk to rock stars. They making Mick Jagger and them niggas live forever. Mick Jagger live longer than all of you and your black heroes and all your big homies and all of your Deep fucking vegans and vegetarian niggas. Mick Jack there. Your ancestors don't fuck with you. God don't love none of you niggas because you are scared of five-pointed stars and you let stupid old niggas and they bitches talk shit at, at lectures and you pay for it and you ignore the young genius masters. But fortunately, there's something called hip-hop. And hip-hop has given me the ear of some significant people i tell you right now. You hear me? They are amazed at your boy's story. You heard? These people want to know what's good, and they want to know where the paper is at and how you could use this shit for bread. So I'm not giving that up to anybody who don't, who don't support it. Now, the young people, I'm fucking with the young people all day. It's, that, it's, it's a crime wave right now. It's about that life of crime. Right now it's about that train, that A train, that A train is about to pull off. So I tell, I told, I then told people, I said, yo, the little homie is a legend, and it's about to pull off, and it's about to go there. You heard? And it's about to go there. You heard? And watch when I tell you that the sound that we know is the sound that's going to be the precedent is coming from our conversations. You heard? The little homie is about to go there. Esoteric trap rap. Yeah, ain't nothing better than that. <laughs> I promise. I promise. You hear me? Sir, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know I know. So, yeah, so legend. Um, open the lineup, man, and only answer calls from numbers that you recognize as, as people that we deal with. You heard? Or any numbers from yeah, I'm, I'm Louisiana, Baton Rouge, that's the homies. They always right, real right. Chicago, always real right. Indeed, family. All right, now is the time we are going to the phone lines. I want you to press one on your phone. Any questions, comments, or concerns, we're going to be going to the lines. To hear what you got to say, family, out there, all right? Give me one second. Get this ball together. All right. Let's go to the family from the 347 real quick. 347397. What brother A.A. Rashid had to uh, express. I'm uh, interested in taking up your class. Definitely. No question. You're a winner. You heard? The class, everybody that's in the class now is winning. I'm getting calls from people saying, I got one brother uh, down in Florida, right? He uh, he, he left one, one job. Now he works for Apple, not at the Apple store. But at the corporate office, you know, on the computers. So it's it's with the course he said to help him format his thinking to make it where he don't feel threatened or challenged by his work environment. You understand? So this is what the, the teaching is for. It's not to make people to be like smarter than your family and your friends. It's to help yourself to feel good about yourself in this jungle. Because that's really the struggle. Struggle is about feeling good about yourself at the end of the day, King. For real. Absolutely. Definitely could appreciate that. I was curious to know, um, I have a question particularly. I had talked to the brothers previously uh, about uh, connecting thoughts with you and um, seeing if I could uh, study some information from you. I practice... uh, a form of a Tai Chi called Bagua. And um, it deals with a lot of shapes and forms. And I believe it has something to do with Kabbalah. And um, that's why I want to study it. I want to see exactly how it, it intertwines. Uh, I recognize a lot of similarities. Well, well you, you're dealing with breath forms. So breath forms with Kabbalah will give you the psychological rhetoric and the dialogue to explore the subject area if you look up the word breath and you'll find the word breath is synonymous with spirit in the, in the word rook and when you look at the word rook and you get into the word rook the phonetic fingerprint of how I taught my students how to understand words is the word rook shows them that it is the head Right, and then the the suffix ending that we concentrate on is the ket, and the ket means the fencing or the the template. So the template for the head, and when I say head, the head is the apparatus for thinking as well as breathing as well. 
So the, the fire of mind is kept alive with the breath form, and the soul is the rook. So you are really the, you're really the sun. You're breathing in the sun. You're breathing in the moon. You're breathing in stellar. You're breathing in spirit. Espiritu means, uh, uh, in Spanish, espiritu means to breathe. So spirit is breath. Rook is the breath that is self-aware. So Blue told me about your, your science, King. He was employing some of it as well. He, he, he uh, 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 the working out, the mental working out, reinforced with the breathing. You know, it's a practice that I did uh, when I was in prison for me to uh, maintain a sense of uh, balance and uh, control in regards to emotionalism and not fall victim to the clamor and the, the cacophony of sounds that you can hear in solitude and also hear from the angry slaves around you. I used to do a breathing technique that it was a four-fold breath where I would imagine each of the four folds being a, a plane or a level in my Kabbalistic study. But I was doing it before I knew about the four worlds. I didn't know about the four worlds until later from another teacher. So that's how it goes. You already come with stuff to the table. You'll be able to benefit from what's served. I always tell people you must have a discipline intact already that's fully functional in order for you to understand somebody else or have a, a respect for somebody else's. I definitely appreciate that. I wanted to say also, when I hear your music, I recognize that um, you put yourself in these other worlds and how you make your music, and I've kind of done the same thing myself. It's a certain uh, mental world that you go into, and you'll be able to bring all the different information from all the worlds, and it becomes one world from all these different parts. So it's like a place where we all meet, kind of like where the heart chakra is at, where you can go up into the other planes from going into the heart. So I wanted to express that, that that was very, very powerful. And I recognize it in it. And a lot of people, unless they're in it, they won't be able to see that. But you walk through other worlds. And that's how I see that Kabbalah and what I do is very similar because psychologically, these exercises and these trainings have put me in other worlds dimensionally. Like I walk through other vortexes. So I recognize that you do the same thing. So I salute you. And uh, you definitely got a student when it comes to that information. I'm, I'm, I'm ready and willing to learn. And it's just a small fee. The fee is $120 for four months. And this is the thing. The reason why I did it like this is because you can look at YouTube all day, but how many times can you actually call a teacher and get the information about what they were talking about? So I said, forget this, uh, them waiting to find me on YouTube. I'll present something that's exclusive to them that they don't have to wait in the mail for. I just send it in the email. You understand? So I'm refining my system, and uh, I'm, I'm creating a, a, a far more efficient one all the time. As, as everybody knows in the beginning of something, there's always going to have some of its um, explorers, but I'm going to tell you, we are self-financed. I'm financed by the, the, the people who I've helped a great deal. And some of my most noteworthy uh, 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 people who give, to me and, and, and keep this engine going is, is young people who I've damn near raised since my first. I've watched them go through college, 
and get married, have kids and all that, and they're still down because they remember how I helped enamor their mind when they was in school. You understand? Absolutely. Definitely commend you because you could be using this information for uh, negative qualities and uplifting the people with that, and that's very, very important. It's very powerful. Hell yeah. Thank you, King. Appreciate you. No problem. Uh, I'm not trying to take up too much space, yeah. family. Go ahead and let uh, somebody rock out. No, I'm a holler. Hello. Hey. Yeah, before we continue, let me just jump into this real quick. I want to read this excerpt from an article written by our brother, Adika Butler, called The Sweet Gen Music Psychology, right? He said, the Lucifer myth colorfully summarizes black history going back to the last age of Libra, which ended around 1300 B.C.C. Mind you, this is approximately the same time that the Sahara Desert began to dry up, which led to the mass migration of Africans into the Nile Valley and the landmass surrounding the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. The age of Libra accelerates the black race's fall from grace, given that Libra is a fall season. The light of Egypt, the science of the soul and the stars, volume 2, offers additional insight on what the age of Libra entails for the sons and daughters of light. However, this is only if you have the prerequisite knowledge of ancient black history on a global scale. Otherwise, that passage in the book is useless unless you're a Libra and looking for insight concerning your spiritual center on Earth. To be anti-Luciferian is to be anti-black. For the scary readers who don't understand what I just said, please allow me to clarify. Satan and Lucifer are not the same entity, also they are portrayed as such in the Christian commentaries. The Latin prefix Lucy means light. The suffix fer comes from the Latin word ferrer, from which we get the English word ferry, which means to carry, or to bear, or to bring. If you have light, the dark brown skin, you have large quantities of carbon in it, therefore, you are a light bearer. Carbon absorbs light, therefore, you are a Luciferian, a torch bearer, the polar opposite of a dumb motherfucker. This is why blacks are more energized and alert and warm climates and sluggish and mentally slower and cold ones. Many blacks even deal with bouts of depression and cold winter months set in. Blacks literally eat sunlight through their skin because they are Lucy, Ferry, and the light carriers, the transporters. Okay? And you can find the remaining of that article on his website, <clears throat> thirdimax.com family. Okay? Just wanted to add that. To, uh, That's right. You know what I'm saying? The legend. Shout out to Atika. Legend. Indeed. Let's go to another caller. The hands are up. Caller from the 314-314-600. Caller from the 314. Welcome to KCL. All right. We're going to get back to them. They probably doing the Ice Buffer Challenge. Call up in the 214, 214-923, 214-923. Call up. Peace to the 214, peace. 
Yo, what's going on? Can y'all hear me? Please, please. Just hey, what's up, Jacob Hey, hey, Rashid. Yes, please, family. Hey, what's going on, man? Yo, hey, what's first, good, brother? First, first, first off, I want to, um, you know, commend y'all brothers, man, on the work y'all putting in. And uh, one, the, re- the, the reason for my call is um, I, I, I listened to a show, and uh, you all was dropping on uh, Bitcoins. Okay. Right? And um, I ran across an article yes- yesterday off in the Double XL, right? And, it, and uh-huh. it, was actually spe- it was actually speaking on Bitcoins. I know this may be off the subject a little bit, but it may be within subject because I know y'all are speaking on music as well. And, uh, but this article on Bitcoins was speaking on the last album that 50 Cent dropped where he actually accepted yes. Bitcoin. He accepted Bitcoins and uh, currency. As as well as That's it also good. went into uh, how um, the, the the Jay Z and Beyonce tour actually accepted bitcoins and uh, uh, you know currency as well. So yes, it's, it's, it's definitely an emerging um, you know finance, should I say? You know financial system for that matter. The so bitcoin. I, is I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know that much about it, but. Uh, uh, I noticed that if you got bread, you could use bitcoins because perhaps you have other venues to to dump it and transfer it and make it transferable. We need we need landlords to accept that, like from our sector where we at on in in it. It's it's convenient for Fifty Cent to accept it because he could take X amount of bitcoins and transfer it easily into some other venue. Or pay for uh, pay for something that he may need in another sector, but to have money, you can you can make currency and other shit. That's, that was a good one. That's a good one okay. for him. Can I shoot this out there? I was listening to uh, uh, Dr. Phil Valentine's, and it, it kind of made me think on lines of this Bitcoin thing being something that maybe something that, like you saying to to go into. Because they was he was he was explaining about this whole thing we was talking about earlier. Y'all was speaking on the Ferguson situation. Well, he was speaking on on lines of that being a thing that's basically based on on, on currency. It's a currency issue, basically. It's a it's a training or a drill yeah, based the bricks. on a, yeah. on bricks exactly, which is the Brazil yeah, Russia. Some bricks on them. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm feeling like you know what what do y'all think as far as you know going into a having a a, a, a backup form of, 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 of way to commerce is Bitcoin that, that direction maybe to, to, to actually be a, a, a small way to, to, to rebridge that gap to get our own currency amongst each other, which is the whole concept of buying from each other rather than everybody else. Well, Do you think that's like a... Do you, do you think Bitcoin yes, could be a... We are, we, we are working with the brother D. Miller from D. Miller L. Consultants, and we're exploring possibilities of, of definitely not only dealing with Bitcoins, but, you know, looking at new ways to bring it to market, you know, very ingenious ways to uh, market our products and bring attention to Bitcoins and acquire some ourselves. Yeah, we are focusing on Bitcoins, and I would, I would suggest that the family looks into it, you know, does their research. Because you have to grasp the concept first and foremost, 
You can go into the archives and listen to the shows, Bitcoins and the B-Boys. Um, and then he has a part two that he did as well. So just put email okay. L into the search engine, and there will, those shows will come up. Familiarize yourself with those programs. And then you can call back in or you can reach out to us personally, and we'll continue the conversation from there. Okay. Hey, one more thing. I don't want to take up too much time, but um, I'm 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 really I'm in Dallas, and it, and this is okay. this is a big market, you know, especially when it comes to things such as you know fa- uh, fashion and 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 I think you know the the, the lecture circuit is just kind of picking up. We had a couple of cats come through, you know, Cyrus, Sudi, and and I think we got like uh, I guess uh, irritated genie coming through sometime in September, but we the, the, the circuit is starting to open up a little bit more. But I have an idea which I really won't just go all the way into a detail right now. I'll give it to you guys on y'all's uh, emails or whatnot. But um, I'm, I'm really thinking of something, you know, on the lines of, you know, having a lecture as well as introducing to the family uh, fashion because uh, it's a lot of people like Kings County, which is you, you all's uh, uh, clothing. And, you know, I have a couple of ideas of things that I've been putting into works myself. And, and I'm, I'm sure it's a couple other people, like uh, the, uh, the young lady, the goddess that y'all represent with, you know, uh, Syrah, you know, the, the, the goddess clothing. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing these things out there, just, you know, just kind of putting ideas out there. But I'm, I'm thinking something big as far as a, a, a fashion show slash, you know, even having speakers come out to where you bring it all to right. one. Look, email yeah, let's solidify it before we put it out there. It's a wonderful yes, idea. Yes, yes. Let's put some work on it. Let's get something concrete, and then we can promote it. All right? All right. Well, hey, y'all keep it up, man. I love what y'all doing, man. Peace, uh, and the pill, man, red and blue, man. Yes, indeed. Right. I appreciate it. Well, peace. And, All right, um, man. Y'all have a good one. Yeah. For the record, yeah, the landlord over here, Blog Talk Radio, they want their rent, and they don't accept Bitcoin yet. So you could... uh. <laughs> Really? If you choose something to patreon.com backslash KTL, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash KTL, or you can shoot it directly to pmorpheus at Gmail to my PayPal. Because all weekend, niggas was drone attacking me on Facebook about, yo, KTL is a platform, and you need to be telling the people this, and you need to be telling them that, and, you know, the more is this and the more is that. I'm like, when is the last time you niggas paid the rent? for this platform, like, for real. We always like to talk about what our job is and point the finger and say it's our job to do this. And you were supposed to be in Ferguson with a camera and shit. Y'all the media, right? Like, for real? Yeah. Like, collectively, you know Ron, what I'm saying? Like, who am I, Ron Burgundy? You niggas think you Ron Burgundy. Like, they gonna fly <laughs> you out there. <laughs> Yeah, this shit is amazing, man. So, you know, family, take it upon yourself because this is a platform that is community-supported, and when we say community, we mean within a network. I don't mean the community at large because we know that's bullshit. But for the family, okay, let's make it right, all right? We got a few minutes remaining to the live stream, 347-637-2135 is the number that you need to call, all right? We do have... Hands up in the call queue. Three four seven six three seven twenty one thirty five. All right. Let me go to the caller from the six zero two. Caller from the six zero two six zero two five eight six. Caller. Peace. 
Tell was good, bro. That's my family was good. Yeah. How you? Yo, you can you could do mad shows and just bring AA Rashid on my nigga. Like just let let him build, let him talk. <laughs> like that, yo, <laughs> dude is a legend. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting up here listening, even all the way back to when he was talking about the aesthetics. I'm like, oh, this nigga's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's. That's real, real info, like, from the hip. No no bullshit, like he said, no stars, no none of that. Just straight shit to get you, you know, that he, he got that uh that virtual reality shit. There ain't no timeline for that shit. Like, you, there's never, you, you see a lot of niggas that's Malcolm's. You see a lot of niggas that's trying to be Garvey, like, hey, Rashid ain't no copy. Like, I ain't never heard no nigga talk like that. So I had a um, big up to you, bro, you know what I'm saying, like, I had a question for you. My question for you was, I'm reading um, Darwin's um, Origin of Species, and mm-hmm. I wondered, could we apply natural selection to us? Because I always hear people say, oh, our people, our people, and they connect us to some African niggas, and that's cool. That ain't really my stance. Because when I look at us, I'm like, yo, it's something totally different. We're, we, we got a lot of stimulus from another other cultures, and then we developed our own culture that's unique. It looked dista- it looked um, unstable at times, but it's hella unique to the point the world is borrowing and copying, and, and we're setting the tone for every single thing. So my question for you was: Are we something different based on natural selection, and are we yes. evolving or evolving? Yes. Yes, the, the devolution has occurred for the for the longest. Devolution is only addressed through a monarchal birth and planned parenthood. That's how you intentionally reverse the genus. So, the if per, say for instance there was a weak genus in the male seed, but the male has a talent. Anything that a man gives a woman genetically mutates what she has <clears throat> by nature carried from origin. Now, you can upgrade the species by improving it from what it's lacking. Now, when you go opposite of that, you devolute. So now, all of these shotgun, shotgun families all over the world, in the, in the black world, are... Uh, attributing themselves to the devolution. However, hip hop is the has become the the godfather to crack babies and illegitimate children who can hear the tone, and that's the thing that's keeping these these children still miraculously in control. And then out of nowhere, all of the ones you thought was like dead, they start calling themselves kings without you prompting them to. So you got them calling themselves trap lords, ghetto gods, and all of the space gods and all of that. So the the the, the it's a twofold thing. Now, yeah, it it can improve and 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 devolve at the same time. Now look at this. There are some things that you have had to adapt in order for you to survive, and those adaptations are things that you can use in your in your world. So. A lot of people like to not say Darwin's theory is real, but as it pertains to the genetics of behavior to African-Americans, it's very real. And any other new genus that has 
experience any social trauma. So you look at the the large number of Puerto Rican people who have come to the U.S. in the 1950s from the island of Puerto Rico, you look at from the 1950s to now, look at the, the people from the island and then look at the people who have been born here and raised here, and you notice that there's a there's a difference, and there's even um, even amongst themselves they can tell who was born for where and who wasn't based off of certain phenotypes and features. A good book you want to do you want to read to it's free to my students. It's a thousand dollar book, but they get it just for knowing me. It's called the greatest secret of all uh, the greatest story never told by Lana Cantrell. And it's the book that that get, puts Darwin's stuff in perspective. It's over a thousand pages, and the book is you know you could go look it up to see how much it costs on yourself. You know what I'm saying? See how significant it is. But it talks about Darwin's import and what he means to not just the magnetic field because what you're trying to maintain is the magnetic field. There, that's what people. That's how God devolves. Is when his field is lost. Religion tried to help you find your field. Uh, the Freemasonry they try to get the field back on St. John's Day at the equinox. You heard, and uh, uh, the field comes back for the Muslim Ramadan when they 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 manipulate their knobs by not eating in sunlight hours. You heard, eating to the moon. You know what I'm saying? They try to maintain their field because they feel it's not a solar field. They don't fuck with the sun. Muslims don't fuck with the sun. They fuck with the moon, you know, and, and stars. So the women, even when you out there in the desert as a nomad, your woman back in the day when the fields were right, your woman could get pregnant if she was exposed or she looked at the sun too long. And you think that it's, it, it, you think it's, um, it's, your, it's your baby, but the baby be retarded. It's a parthenogenic birth. Her magnetic field was so pure that the sun impregnated her. So the story of Jesus coming from a, 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 a virgin birth is real under the context of a evolved genus, you know. So even Akhenaten, they said was de- de- he was a... Uh, they say Akhenaten was a, uh, he suffered from uh, a syndrome that made him look effeminate. And they said, many people say that that's what affected his, 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 um, his theology, you heard? But if you look at his, uh, of his sayings, because he made everybody get back into Atum, you heard? The, uh, the, the Atun and back into the sun. So, so when you suppress in any of, of, of the things that he tried to bring in, you got to suppress the sun and make the people, make deity stellar. He made, he made deity the light time, the light, the light. And you could see the wave bands and the, and the, the hands that come out the sun in his iconography. You heard? But then it switched. When he was ousted, it switched back. Yeah, so many people said his religion was flawed because he was um, he was genetically retarded. You heard. Now, how could you get a genetic retardation in the purest place? Of course, you could get it because there's an isolated society and the people's not doing a lot of in mixing. 
or maybe they did do intermixing and the, the it didn't visit them on this generation, but it came out in others. Yeah. But when I was little, sixth and seventh graders was huge to me. Niggas was muscle bound. When I was like second, third grade, <laughs> the niggas were like grown ass men. And now I did a photography shoot for one of my uh, clients here in L.A. I went to a high school um, graduation, and the kids were tiny, man. They was, like, little. Like, you know how you see a bunch of kids coming down the street, and you'd be like, man, I'll beat all of their asses because they're so small <laughs> and frail. You know what I mean? But back in the day, you see these little niggas coming down the street. They was, like, grown-ass men. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get pistols. Now they just, you just smash the little niggas' heads together. You know, and just sugar's gonna come out of them. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to ask you another question, bro. In terms of um, virtual reality, the concepts of, that we use, like nationality, I'm more, I'm this, I'm that, will that shit have any re- uh, 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 relevance in the digital world? Like, because if we're in another age. Is that are those concepts Piscean? Like, will those concepts? Because I know uh, God's. Listen, what I'm gonna God's tell you. Church. I'm gonna tell you this. Let me tell you this because I gotta get off the phone. I'm gonna tell you this, little bro. How did you? I'm Thirty. All right. So the question you asked was very intelligent because you had your answer inclusive in your question already. I heard your answer. So. With that, I'm going to tell you do your uh, do your due diligence because you asked a theoretical question that you can answer. There's no wrong answer to your question. Yeah, of course. And I'm going to just give you this insight. The computer is yours. And that's why I did this. See, I didn't even get a chance to talk about the, the, uh, the graphic novel, but the reason why I'm doing the graphic novel is to give my people an imagination. The word imagination comes from the slate of hand or anybody that knows how to do something that bedazzles you. And the word magic comes from the word maj in Arabic, and that became magi. But it's, it, it denotes anything that you can do to change the sentiments or feelings of people with words or with images. So we need the magic of the imagination to enamor and give our people a context how to respond for when when I was little I would do some Wolverine shit on you. Yeah, I put my hands on you. We we had a context like nigga I would turn into a superhero. Now who are the kids turning into? They they ain't got no context. They don't got no imagination. The imagination is not you know it's not popping like that. So I'm doing a graphic novel to talk about time travel, the future, and the past. And and look, computers computers came for your ancestors. Your ancestors built computers in the past, and they sent them in the future through the algorithms so that you could take take control of the world. And the computers gonna flip on the white man. I I promise you. It's going to flip on him. It's going to flip on him. It's Rosemary Baby. They always do that. And we, he is our first robot. So he's supposed to make something better than himself outside of himself so that what he makes outside of himself can rule him. You heard? That's what we did. We tried to make something, we tried to make something a remote control being. And, and folklore is called golems and all these other things. In Africa, we still do it. We make... It, uh, we make statues of these people and these things, and they do our bidding on the on spirit realm. You know? So my thing is with this Al Garduna, that's a whole nother lane I'm about to go in 
to give people a context for, you know, you ever seen some of them kids that seem so into the imagination, they read those manga books? You ever seen them kids read the manga magazines, manga comic books? The reason why people yeah. love manga so much, they don't even know manga is really a spiritual and political party. It's an apparatus to maintain cultural uh, identity and distinction amongst Asian people. It's not just there for the, uh, it's not just there for, for, for entertainment. You know, it's not there for entertainment. The, the black men don't have superheroes. You ask the black man in the hood who a superhero is. In Brooklyn, they're going to tell you Killer Ben. Out here, they're going to tell you Tukey Williams. Our context of superheroes is, is gangsters and buffheads, niggas that do amazing things. But the white man, he don't have to go. He don't have to use them from, from figures. He could go right to the comic book and go get Lois Lane Clark Kent. That's all he needs. And that comes from Nietzsche. Superman comes from German philosophy. It comes from the the need for man to become more than just himself, to become the Superman, because man obviously is not enough. So with that, I want everybody to come aboard on the classes and come ride with me and learn some real knowledge and stop wasting your money and your time and your paying your cable bills to go look up that bullshit on YouTube. And niggas telling you five-pointed stars is bad, but they ain't giving you no options whatsoever, no other alternate religion. You heard? It's five pillars of hip-hop for a reason. But how can a five-point star be bad? These niggas ain't got no imagination. Make what the man, make what, whatever evil says is evil, you're supposed to make it good to defeat it. You don't never say, if evil say something is evil, you're supposed to say it's good. You heard? to balance the scales. But I'll be damned if I don't go harp on what the Christians say is evil. He say he's the Christian is the same one says the five points are evil, but he also has a justification to shoot your ass in the street for nothing because you're a cursed seed. You hams kids. And that ain't between me and you. That's between you and God. I didn't make no cursed seed. God made the cursed seed. Deal with it. And that's what they thinking. Yeah, until you make another elaborate mythology or use the ones that are readily, readily available to manipulate the world. Mm-hmm. You got Europeans right now in lands that don't belong to them saying that they Jews and they are exploding children. They, uh, they are blowing kids up and they're giving people like eight, uh, what is it, what, 80 something seconds to get out their building once they hear the fake flash grenades, and then when people's doing the timing to see how long it take to get out the building, you die right when you get out the building. Come on, son. Come on, son. I'm not stupid. These people ain't shit. You heard? And we ain't shit for being ignorant and not wanting to do. I want to do everything the white man do to take over the world. This nigga says he needs a contract company. He needs contractors. Why the motherfucker in Hawaii and in the military is contractors? The niggas is contracting all these um, bum-ass rappers and all this whole stupid-ass shit. Go to the military and get the money from the government to go have a contract and go open up some um, some shit in Iraq. So um, being positive in Iraq, something like that. When I have service, because I, f- I fuck with life, and period. I'm going to fuck where you at with your life. 
I have servicemen that's my students and some of my most loyal motherfucking patrons are servicemen. I respect the um, military, nigga. I respect niggas that make people blow up and die. I don't give a fuck about the conflict. Anybody that will bring that bring that brings that pain, you're God. God is whoever wins at the end of the battle, nigga. Let's not be naive. Yeah, whoever has the most might or the biggest gun or the best aim is God, dude. Yeah, and it, God don't love black people. God loves niggas with guns. You understand? Check that out. I'm trying to check that out. Check that out. God don't love marches. God don't love marches. You know what the white bird said? Reverend Valor told us this years ago, and I'm going to go. He said, this is what the white boy said. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. And no successful prophet lived in this world unarmed. You heard? Hey, hey, hey Rashid, um, a few years ago, I did a little, um, I, did, I had to sit down for like a year. But I got, I got to sit down next month for like four months. So in that four months, what can what can I do to get real, real right? Minus who my celly is, minus who my you know it's a little four month vacation. Yeah, what can I go, do on, go on my months? go on my go on my Instagram. It's A A R C R. And the last thing I put up there was about silence. I put a can of silence there, and that's something that niggas can't afford. And the most powerful I ever was in prison when I wasn't talking. You heard. Mm. When you talk, you weak. You know, talking is weak. The nigga who talked the most, who talked the tough, when he do get in battle, he's always expected to win. And if he doesn't win, his losses are sevenfold. But the man who don't talk a lot and wins, he runs to jail the next morning when the gates crack. You know, it's not about all that talking. Go in there and read. Go read. Go read, you heard? And preferably, read whatever you can, but also read your Bible. Peace and love, y'all. Phil, I hit you tomorrow. I got to do some shit. I hit y'all. All right, my brother. Love you too. All right, peace. peace and love. Hey, Blue, hear me when you hang up, bro. You already. All right. My, my, my dude. Here we go, family. I got you, man, brother. Peace. For sure. All right. I, um, see my brother Golf on here. I want to open up Golf's line real quick. Nine one seven seven three four. Peace. Peace, peace, family. Peace, peace. Peace. Yo, brother. There, you guys put I, up. I know you had some insight with that geometry of form. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I I, I sure did. Um, I want to shout out the brother AA. That that brother was saying really some profound stuff. I definitely subscribe to, especially the war stuff. was was phenomenal. I, I subscribe to that. That because you talking the same kind of talk and I um I made a post the other day, right? Somebody was talking about the Bundy standoff, you know what I'm saying, and the fact that they had the militia out there aiming <clears throat> automatic weapons at the military, and the military backed down, right? 
some like cool right. granny, some like that. And that's something that we really never seen yet, exercise. And I'm like, for those that are still amongst us that are part of the citizenship of, you know, this particular country that own licenses, that pay rent or pay mortgages, that think as much as they think that they're citizens, regardless of, you know what I'm saying, what Dred Scott says. For those that have exercised their rights here in this country and think that they're citizens, I'm like, why don't you press that line, you know, go and form a militia. You ain't never necessarily got to use these gaps. Just seeing the black man with a pistol is intimidating enough. And even if you learn to use it, your women are still a little bit safer, you know what I'm saying? And you have a frontline offense as opposed to a frontline defense. Man, the malls came and they attacked me on my page. I had to tell the brothers to stand down. We shouldn't be doing this in public, you know? And I'm like, yo, right. it's, it's, I'm, I'm talking to people about subversive tactics, like stop being so puritanical in your approach. They're not citizens. They can't be citizens. And they start hitting me with the amendments and everything. And I'm like, yo, bro, you totally missing the point. And then there was another article that I posted today about a rally that they have in Houston this weekend where they have the, the right to carry. So the people, the uh, the uh, Europeans in Houston, they're coming to the Fifth Ward and they're going to be donning all of these um, automatic weapons on them saying that they want to change their laws, where they want to have the right to carry and to seal and all of this particular things. And then they have these pictures with these brothers and these sisters with their black leather on and, and automatic weapons. And I'm like, yo, that looks so normal for us. Holding up yeah. signs don't look like us. Like, they had them gaps, and I'm like, yo, that's who we are. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think and that don't take I, away I, from my spirituality. That don't even take away from the aspect of me being a peace-loving person. I'm like, mm-hmm. look, see, I would rather die <laughs> with a gap in my hand, defending mine than with my hands up. You know what I mean? And if nobody can understand how spiritual that is, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. You know, I, I haven't mastered, uh, uh, you know, transmuting into light and jumping on the mothership as of yet. You know, I got a little bit further to go with my breathing to get there. Mm-hmm. And until then, I should have every right to defend self and property and family and loved ones, you know. And, every um, right. You know, yeah, you know, that, that. And everybody in the hood got gats. But when you talk about doing it legally, people get scared. I just don't get it. Well, I, you know... But, I, I agree with you. I agree with you in, in terms of uh, not getting it, why people don't understand that, but it's law. And, I, and then when I, I spent a lot of time over the last four years really thinking about things like you're discussing, amongst other things, while I run through the geometry. That's why I was like, um, I was happy to hear AA on and him talk about how people, you know, view geometry and they look at certain shapes and they um, – They've been taught that, you know, certain shapes are evil. Ain't no such thing as evil when you understand how the, the geo, geometry moves. You know what I'm saying? So uh, for a person like myself that plays in that geometric realm and understands certain things a different way, I don't really look at nothing as evil. You just have to understand what you're looking at. And I don't think a lot of people understand what they're looking at when it comes to geometry. 
so they become fearful. And I think if people understood geometry and how it moves, you know what I mean, and, and just understanding the basic concept between um, edges and curves or straight lines and curves and understand, they, if they understand that basic concept, I think um, it would help them understand their um, uh, where they are at that particular point in time. Because the only reason why you can um, uh, track time is in an edge. That's the only way you can do it. You can't track times in, in curves. That's why when people go to Kemet, like we get when people go with Quasi or Rashidi or any of the scholars that go to like Kemet, and you talk to those people who have gone, and I'm sure many people that listen to KTL who was listening tonight could attest. They go there and they'll be like, yo, when I was there, everything was, I felt timeless. Like you lose track of time because oh, yeah, the energy. Absolutely. You know, so it, it's an interesting dynamic. What I, what I, would, I would hope that um, uh, many of the people who are curious into um, the, like geometry really um, – Look at it a little differently. You know what I'm saying? Uh, It's not what, to me, it's not what people are projecting. I hear a lot of, uh, you know, people look at geometric shapes a certain way and they have their own uh, perceptions. And I'm not going to say that perception is wrong if they're winning with that perception. That's for me. If somebody's winning with that perception, then I can't say their perception is wrong. It's the same thing like pie. Everybody thinks, everybody thinks that pi is 3.14. It is. Don't get me wrong. It is. But 3.14, what we know as pi, is only a, a space and time. It, it is a space and time. Because when you go throughout history and you study what pi is in different eras, the number changes. And I keep telling people, when I try to um, explain uh, the, uh, the idea and the concept of pi, pi is not an irrational number. It's because the way it's taught, we say it's irrational. The reason why you can't find an ending to pi because they cannot count to the sun. That's the reason why. Pi is, a, mm. pi is, the, algorithm, is the algorithm from the light that emanates from the sun to earth. You can't find a number, so they stop at a trillion. There's no number for They haven't reached a number. They don't know what number that's going to reach. So they say they don't understand. And they don't. Another thing about pi or any number that is considered irrational that uh, that goes on forever, meaning that the to me the way I look at it, it tumbles. But they don't understand how to read the numbers. All of those numbers for me, like if I was teaching, I call it the mer language, the language of love, and it's not love. The love the feeling like we know it. it's love the process like to me everything is love and you once you understand that and love actually is built in everything you just you just can't see it but i'm trying to put something together visually because like talking uh like uh, like on ktl a lot of people may not really get it as well until they see it so i want to put together i'm yeah. not one i'm working on putting together a visual presentation so people can understand the process because um, it, it, it's deep. It, it, it's a real deep process, man. But I wanted to commend Rashid on what he was saying, and then also, too, I, I, I rocks with uh, what him and the young brother was talking about earlier in terms of the breath and the breathing. Um, I thought that was really um, insightful 
because they are absolutely yes, correct. Yeah, the, the, it's in the breath, and the breath, the breath is broken down into two parts, and it's red and green. Those are the two aspects of the breath because both of those deal with oxygen. The lower part, green. That's why they tell you, let's go green. So when they tell you, let's go green, and these people who understand the sciences, they say, let's go green. We're going to go green. They're controlling your spiritual aspect by uh, trapping you in green, but not just in any color green. That It's that, like that lime green. It's that lime green right. of um, uh, like a you know lemon or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, not a lime, not a lemon, but a lime, um, like in that realm. And, and then the red, of course, makes you move faster. So green is for our aspect. That's the lower aspect of oxygen. And then when you move up to the higher realms, you deal in the red. So it's definitely about that breath and understanding the reds and the greens and how that moves. And, of course, blue is about programming when you're dealing with, you know, colors of blue in that range, in that realm. You're dealing about programming and understanding that. And, and one last thing I will say, too, uh, Rashi mentioned um, the circle and the five-pointed star in the, in, in the circle. One of the things most people don't recognize about that specific symbol, again, it, it, it's magic when you look at that symbol. It's really magic that they're playing because really it's supposed really what you're looking at is a hex because that circle contracts into a hexagon shape. And that hexagon shape and that five-pointed star is the interpretation of uh, guanine and thionine. That's the DNA, because when you look at the uh, the atoms that form the structures, they're six and five. You know what I mean? So all that stuff relates mm. back to when we look at that stuff, and it's all about moving the energy. That's why I'm I'm a little hesitant now these days because how I process information differently since really understanding how this mer that language of love actually works, and or at least how I'm processing this information. Right. Um, uh, looking at like skin, and that's why I said melanin is personal. And I know in in the conscious community, we we have a tendency to. Uh, and, and it's, it's kind of twofold. Saying why we we say it as an inclusive group, but I think where we hurt ourselves a little bit is when you inclusive and you kind of negate in the 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 opportunity to really appreciate how you process information based on, your, well, not only your skin tone, but we, we concentrate too much on the skin and not on, on, on the iris. And really your information is going to come from that iris. So you could be as dark, mm. dark as you want to, but if that your pigment is blue-eyed and you that, so your information you don't see in the same or similar realm as a person who has darker eyes, you, you, you see on a whole different spectrum. Know what I mean, and, and see, people have to understand. Yeah, because what was fascinating to me is that the contraction of the eye and the iris. They all everyone contracts differently, and that's why I found like, man, that's, that's that's real interesting. When I was looking at that, you know what I mean, and the colors, and, and that's why when I look at melanin, and I'm and I, and I I can I can say this unequivocally because I'm in the field of DNA testing. I've t- I've I had to collect samples from dead bodies. 
So I've been in the morgue and seeing a, a person, a black person and a white person next to each other and their bodies ripped open. So the question we're going to have to ask ourselves, really, because if you pull the skin back, you really can't tell. You can't be like, oh, that's a black person or that's a white person. You know what I mean? And I can tell you for a fact based on that because I've been in the Bronx amongst uh, dead orifices in Delaware, you know what I mean, Jersey. Uh, so I've seen them, you know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, it, it really changed my scope. So then when we talk about melanin, and when we t- and, and its uh, importance, we have to, in my opinion at least, uh, look at the eye. The eye is important, and uh, that's number one. And the next thing we got to look at is the the um, what I call the butterfly effect in your spine. Because when you look at the spine, when you go through the thoracic, cervical, lumbar areas, and if you look at the top, like if you was to take a piece, any piece of the spine out, you'll notice it's shaped like a butterfly. And that butterfly right. is that, that gray matter. And that's where, the, where you hold a lot of that information, the history. That's why it's important when people talk about, you know, raising that kundalini energy. Uh, you have an opportunity when you're able to do that, when you go through these, um, like, breathing practices. You know, I think that's important, like what you was talking about earlier and that brother was talking about earlier going through the uh, breathing practices and, and doing that. It's very important. Yeah. And understanding your own breath because not everybody breathes the same. And, and if, you don't, if you don't understand your own rhythm, you know what I mean? And one of the ways I'm going to tell people a, a, a way they can kind of help learn how to find their own rhythm, walking, because the bipedal nature of the human organism helps raise the kundalini energy, and if you walk every day, you start to find your rhythm, and your breathing pra- pra- your breathing prowess becomes uh, just uh, it becomes uh, unique to your own. So it's cool to learn yeah. the um, absolutely, like, you know, be, you know, everybody else's uh, well, not the the universal one that they teach you. And keep in mind, I want to say this too. Because a lot of people follow a lot of like, okay, I'm gonna follow this Buddhist way of breathing and all that, and that's cool. But I caution people when they go into the a lot of these um, uh, uh, institutes of thought in terms of how to breathe. They people tend to control your breathing a specific way, so you never find yourself. That's why I say this is very right. personal. So, right. Every your breathing is going to be indicative of their um, where they came from and how they were trained yep. to breathe. They can only yep. teach you how to breathe based on how they were trained to breathe, which is thus yep. in training you to breathe like them. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So your, your breathing right. could be indicative to if you came from a climate that was high altitude and it was low oxygen, mm-hmm. so you take these very, you know what I'm saying, you take different breaths from somebody that comes from a different climate, but they're going to teach you how to breathe like them. So you got to, mm-hmm. you know, like the brother said, get out there and walk more and become familiar with your own breathing techniques. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, I I was able to find mine through jogging, mm-hmm. through running and working out. And it was yes. very personal. I utilize other people's systems, but I have to find my system. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm going to tell you the weirdest thing. The weirdest way that I was able to find my actual breathing patterns mm-hmm. was by listening to um, Nas music on my on my uh, mm. on my my 
on my headphones while I was jogging. So rhyming, right? Rhyming with rhythmic patterns of songs that mm. were instrumental in my youth that pretty much these these songs that we were mimicking in our youth is pretty much how we got our breathing patterns now because you had to keep up with the rapper. So That's right. in essence, his breathing somewhat trained my breathing, but because his hip-hop was indicative of the same streets that I came from, that breath was mm-hmm. almost the same because, the, the you know, the hip-hop, you know, like the brother said, is the spirit of that experience. That hip-hop mm-hmm. is the spirit. So when he changed the game, and they say that you change the game by changing the conversation, I think also you change the conversation by bringing a whole new breath. Because remember, the, the 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 focus we used to have is on a rapid breath control back in the day. We used to be like, yo, homie got impeccable breath control. You know what I'm saying? Digger mm-hmm. Man was nice because he could run fast and, and he had impeccable breath control. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Black Dot, who also came along and taught me the importance of, of, of that breath control. You had to have the, you could have the nice rhymes. If you didn't have the breath mm-hmm. control, it, it wasn't going to mm-hmm. work. That's right. You're absolutely right. The rhymes are still here. Yeah, he's still around and relevant because of his demonstration of his breath control. And that's why we loved him, you know what I'm saying, initially, and that's why we still love him now, you know what I'm saying, for those that respect the fact that, yeah, he has been able to hold that space in hip-hop and representing tones and tonalities and breath, who he is in his personal life and what he does. I don't really concern myself with that. I'm observing how he stays relevant and exactly. what he brings to the game and it's, it's, exactly. it's the breathing techniques that he exemplifies. You know, and anybody who has seen him live in person, you will mm-hmm. be blown away, you know, by seeing his uh his control. You know, the way the way that he exhibits that level of breath control is real. Yo, it's, yeah, man. it's a real thing. I, I I totally agree with that. You know, back in the um in early uh, I think it was nineteen eighty nine nineties, my aunt uh, God bless the dead um she she was uh, a traveler and she uh, knew KRS one and I had an opportunity to meet him. Another when, one. Whenever, yes, that's enough. Just but uh, his breath was impeccable. Yes. You know what I mean. He's another that's one. Real. That's right. All breath control with him, and I've seen him many times live through three-hour yeah. shows, all yeah. breath. You know what I'm saying? All breath. All breath. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, that and back, I think we take that for granted. Don't you find that's that, like that a breath? A, that a, breath a is what formed us. Well, that's why you can't yeah, you, take it you gotta respect the godliness when they say that, man. And I'm like, yo. His rhymes are impeccable, him, Buster. But the mere fact that they're able to not sound winded and understand that breath, those are that's a powerful uh, mechanism that they're able to channel and, and stay that way because I, I don't see too many people in, in, in hip-hop able to, to, to maintain that frequency Chuck, Chuck like that. Chuck D, right? Family, we're giving you all um, examples of exemplary 
performers who have mastered incredible breath control where Chuck D can still perform and be jumping up and down, you know what I'm exactly. saying, on stage. That's right. On one spot, jumping straight up and down, right, and still get right into the rhyme. And it would sound like he was lip syncing. You're like, damn, I don't hear no, right. <laughs> I don't hear none of that. Like, right. what is that? Right. He's exercising breath control. He's showing you whatever wave or current that he's in, he's locked into it, and he's able to exemplify the highest level of concentration, making him a rap god, making these people rap. When Eminem came and did that rap god joint, what was that about? That wasn't necessarily about the rhymes. It was about his breath control. He was like, look, I'm going to show you. I'm going to run through all of these rhymes and not break. He was was even, um, you know, speaking about it in the rhymes. Look, my breath control is impeccable. You know what I mean? Don't put right. me in a group with these other dudes. That's what separates the God from the men in this hip-hop thing. You could come and drop a hot verse, yeah, but if you show that breath control, you if show you show the breath, concentration. Because that's godliness. Yeah, spirit, I, I equate that that's with, godliness. with yeah. godliness. Because keep in mind, too, if it's true that the heart is able to magnify uh, anywhere between 100 to 500 times more than the the brain. brain. It's more magnetic. And then you're able to control your breath at that high frequency like these all the brothers that we mentioned in here this evening. Imagine, now you can imagine why they're able to control thousands because of that breath control. And they're able to hold the frequency of energy. That's just not the control of their breath. It's that control of your heart. The heart is the balancer. The way I see it, the heart is the balancer. It balances everything. And if you understand how to control that, then you can project that out. You can project out a frequency of love because keep in mind the heart also pumps out oxytocin. So the brain does it. So yeah. that's why I always ask females all the time, are you brain loving or are you heart loving all the time? What, what, what you doing? Do you even understand that or do you even listen to your heart? You know what I mean? And we've been fooled because... Um, we watch TV and we have, di- we, because everything is digital and the science behind them turning everything digital is so they can monitor time. You can't monitor time on the wave. You can't, you can't find it. You know what I mean? But mm. you can if you make those pixels cubaceous. And that's the whole science of understanding a cube or, 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 or. The science of cubes, yeah. it's, it, that, that's an interesting thing, too, with, with, with that. But that's what they do. They pixelate it, and you get a crisper visual presentation on, on the screen. But what you're seeing is small little squares, all your laws of 44s you're looking at. <laughs> they get a look at the four. Right. You're looking at your screen. <laughs> that's a 44 right there. They don't even, most people don't understand go. that. We're going to show them the visuals, you know what I'm saying? We're going to make right. the thing crystal clear. I, I, you know, totally honored by tonight's presentation. I got to go back into study mode all over again, you know, because um, I was just studying the quintessence when I was doing the research about the cross staffs, information mm-hmm. that came forth about the alchemy of cross staffs. And, you know, talking about the pixels, right, we had a conversation. You dropped your, your video where you were talking about the shapes and the forms and the fours and the 44s. And then yeah. um, I came into this information. It was dealing with 
the holographic dimension, and they was explaining how does a hologram and how you can tell it is based on the pixels, and they were mm-hmm. saying that pixels um, are a, a representation of, of core staffs, and I didn't know what a core staff was, even though I've been doing all of this research into crosses. And the mm-hmm. core staff is an instrument they use in astronomy to uh, measure the stars. And then they mm-hmm. said a double core staff, right? They said a double core staff, which is a 44. They said a double core staff was the, the, the main key of how creation was made, the mystery of the double cross staffs, how creation was made. But they said um, the, the mystery in that was the juncture, the meeting point, which was the five, the center point, which is the quintessence. So I've been mm-hmm. looking that up as of lately. Then this brother comes forth with this presentation, and it blew me away. And Spirit was telling me, he's like, yo, you got to let these people know, man, because they might really be confused thinking that you're, you're saying that you're 44, and I'm like, yes. there's elements and aspects, you know, that are um, 44, even within my biology, my anatomy, mm-hmm. when I do my human design, I see where my mm-hmm. 44 is at. But I'm a 55. Uh-huh. You know, I'm born on the 14th, and I got a twin that's born on the 14th. So we're mm-hmm. 55. My name, of course, adds up to a 77, and my life number, my path number is an 11. Mm-hmm. So I'm an expression of these master numbers, and I can jump from 11 all the way up to 77 and express myself in these different aspects. But even mm-hmm. though I'm dealing with four, I'm a five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. I definitely, yeah, I got to go and, 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 and really, really dig into this whole pentagram for that sense education of brothers laying forth to, uh, you know, complete my presentation. Because I know that it'll, all, it'll only lead me to... Uh, tightening up my own understanding of this law within itself. Absolutely. I think you're know. you on the right track, man. I think I love anybody who's going in on the geometry because I think it's important. And any everybody's interpretation is important because one of the things that I found interesting over the last two to three, two to three years is I, I would go on, the, on, on, the, on to geometry and mathematical forums and people be arguing over pi and what's right and what's wrong, and they don't understand that each version and form of pi um, throughout history is how the sun was resonating. That's why whoever came up with it or whoever was recognized for that specific frequency of pi, you know, um, was resonating with that frequency at that particular point in history. The 3.14 that we currently acknowledge as pi I can assure you, and it's being said here, that that number will change. That's what would happen. Mm. I, can't, I can't say when it will change, but it will change. Right. Um, you know, anywhere between, I'll say anywhere between now and the year 3000. The way, they, way we view pi now will change for the simple reason is, um, in my opinion, um, that the, Greek, the Greeks, the, that creation of, that, of what we now know as Greeks, uh, seems to be the symbol or the the best prototype after uh, for those who understand the rules of engagement. I think the Greeks seem to be the best prototype uh, to move the next era forward. This era that we're in now. That's why I think schools teach Greece as like the 
the haven of ancient philosophy and all of that other stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, with that, you know what I mean? So they, they, they do that. So they, they keep us trapped there. And that's why I tell people who, who, who build pyramids, uh, I think people who build any kind of geometric shapes, um, I would implore them to really go hard body, you know what I mean, in, in terms of verstanding the rules. There are certain rules, you know, that I don't really hear um, many people um, speaking about in terms of uh, understanding how it moves to where you can become, if you really start getting getting a certain kind of understanding, you can walk and do measurements in the place, and then you can understand when you go into an apartment and you apartment or a house and you house surfing and you feel energy off, if you catch the measurements, then you know the, me- the measurements in that home doesn't uh, apply to your specific frequency. You would have a better understanding of why, you know what I mean? Or you have a lot of bad events happening in your house, you have to understand why that's happening. It's not by it, – it, these squares, or I mean these cubes that we live in, I should say, is, is not a mistake. This was done on purpose. The, that, the cube, the 90 degrees, it's, it, it's made – it's not evil. It's, I don't look at them as evil. I just look at them as challenging. It, but it's almost like you're um, training. The cube is like to put you through training. You know what I mean? And once you understand how to manipulate the energy and move them, that's why – I tell people, yeah, the way I build pyramids and the way somebody else built pyramids, it, I mean, it may look nice, but it, I don't think most people can explain their pyramid. I can explain their pyramid better than them, and they built it. So, And I, I notice that when I go around and I ask them certain things about their geometry, I say, hey, well, tell me about the pyramid. All they tell me is, well, you know, you, you know it's the Great Pyramid of Giza. And I don't think most people even understand the Pyramid of Giza. And if I ask them, well, show me where love is in the, in the Great Pyramid of Giza, because it's there. It's in every every um, uh, structure. You can find love in every structure. Not the, I'm going to be clear, it's the process of love. process of love is everything. That's why you, that's why, and we, we know these things, but we just don't identify it. And one of the ways that people can understand what I'm talking about is, you say, man, you know, I, I, I love that. I love that book over there. That book is the greatest book, but you love your woman too. Those are two different aspects of right. love. And once you identify love, the shape of right. it, yeah, exactly, you know. And, and once people understand that and then they understand how to apply it to geometric shapes, now you're talking on a whole different level. Your geometry is anything, it becomes that much more. And then when you learn how to make your your geometry breathe, I can use the same materials as the next man. And I told him, you've got to know how to make it breathe and know how to move the energy. I could do anything I want to because now I saw what love is. It took me four years. I wasn't looking for it. I just understand it now. I don't know why. It's just, just, it's just like that now, you know, so... But I want to do a presentation so people can see it because it's it's hard to really explain it over the phone and people really grasp what I'm talking about. Bro, like I said, man, we are setting up, finalizing, should I say, you know, the university. Yes, sir. And you know that you have a, uh, definitely got a classroom in that university. Come forth and 
teach your stuff, teach your thing, you know what I mean? The multitudes of it. I want you to teach the uh the geometry of shapes, you know. And I also want you to teach a pyramid making class. Yeah, that that I, that right there will be interesting. Um I'll tell you this. What I got down the pike, I know you keep hearing me say this, but I'm really like really I really you know when you're so anxious because what I what I would like what I really want to share like right now I I, I can't share it just yet but the, right. the circumstance I mean you know man, yeah the doors will be open brother when you yeah. get the presentation ready you know yeah, the institution yeah. will be up and running and it will be available for you so I don't want you to rush just know that you have a home you know oh, no honey. but uh, no, there, let me there's no rush up. Yes, sir. Yes. yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity yeah, yeah, as always. Yeah. Again, I want to, again, thank the family for showing up tonight. You got a powerful presentation. I feel that you should pay for this family, but you got it for free. You know, um, the show start with, with, with such an inspirational presence and story from our beautiful sister that's out there on the front lines of Ferguson, and our brother Rashad, our Carissa and Rashad, and all of the family that are out there holding up the front line, um, you know what I'm saying, doing what they feel is right in their hearts. We support you. We love you. We're going to send you guiding light, um, protection, everything that's necessary and needed, you know. And, um, yeah, yeah, with, with, with that, you know, I also want to remind the family that, yes, this platform does need the support. All right, got to pay Blog Talk with Blog Talk once to continue this show going. All right, you can pmorpheus at gmail.com, P-M-O-O-R-P-H-E-U-S at gmail.com or patreon.com backslash K-T-L-P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com is our uh, site where people can make, our patrons for that matter, can make um, any size donation if they want to the platform. That's also for our KTL University. All right. So, again, we thank you. We love you. We truly do. If we did not, we would not be doing this to the degree in which we do it because there is no physical payment involved. You know what I'm saying? But this is work. This is our job, and it's labor of love. Let's just not take it for granted, and let's not abuse it because there's nothing else that we see out there. You see that that media is not for you. That's not your media. Okay, that's a well in which you go and you drink from, knowing damn well they got all kind of toxins in it. So don't pretend as if there's no other clean streams that you can drink from. You go and drink from that stream by choice, and then you become infected and you come amongst people and you infect them with that. So you know this is the clean glass of water. Let's not abuse it because if it's not here, you're all gonna be asked out screaming that ass out song, you know, it's no need for that. We could just handle our business like grown folk and keep it moving and allow us to bring you the programming that we love to bring you that we know that the family needs during this particular time. Okay? So I want to salute you all in advance and say thank you. We will see you on Friday. All right? Peace, family.